All right, I believe we're on. Okay, we are recording. And uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the fourth episode of the podcast with Jason and Mike. I'm Jason. I'm Mike. And we're coming to you live from GameSwap located here in downtown Lincoln, North Carolina, in the great state of North Carolina. Mikey Payne, how you doing this week, brother? Coming live from the... Pud Cave. From the Pud Cave, the newly christened Pud Cave. Yes, sir. Located in the deepest, darkest bowels of Game Swap. <laughs> <laughs> the king of the puds are coming to you live. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So, Mikey, I've heard uh, rumors that you've had a pretty busy week this week. Uh, somebody's yeah, like, something, something big's <laughs> about to go on, huh? <laughs> what, what's happening, man? What's, yeah. what, what's the news, brother? It's getting crunch time, man. We're a week away from the Beer Hero Lincoln Comic Con, and it is almost here, and it is... It's almost here. It just, there was no time. I felt like there was just no time in between this. I had a whole year. And, and, and it's right here, and it's like, oh, my God, where where did the time go? Right, right. I know I dropped in to see you a little bit the other day, Friday, if I'm not mistaken. It was Friday. And, bro, you look like you was a little, uh, you look like you had a little bit going on, bro. A little you, bit. You look like you. <laughs> I'd say. Wearing a few different hats. Yeah. Uh, um. yeah. No, it, you know, it was. It was a busy week. Uh, but, you know, that's that's the way it is. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's a big event like this. You're going to have, like, about 100, you know, different vendors, guests, artists, exhibitors. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big it's, undertaking. That's going to say it's a big thing, man. It's, it's a big event. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Mike, I think last year you said you guys had, what, over a 1,000 a thousand people? 1,000 attendees, yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, we're looking to double that. Yeah. Uh, absolutely, with with as much space. Because we've doubled the, the size of the event in total, you know, as far as space-wise. And, you know, um, our, like I said, our vendors is doubled. Right. So, man, it's, I know last year was a blast. I know we put it over big time last week. And uh, I guess for the next podcast, it'll be history. Yeah, you know, this time next week, it'll be it over. So, yeah. uh, ladies and gentlemen, Puds, if you're out there hearing my voice, I implore you, get down to the high school, the Lincoln High School. Lincoln High School, both gyms. Both gyms are going to be full of, of everything, man, that you, you love. You, I'm talking superheroes, comic books. Wrestling. Wrestling. Oh, my God, horror. man. You know, you name it, yeah, man. Sci-fi, horror. Uh, the whole everything. thing, man. Yeah, it, anything pop culture. Yes, sir. I was about to yeah. say this is the pop culture event. Uh, LinkedIn is finally, in my opinion, starting to get kind of cool. You know, we're starting to get our own Comic-Con now. We're coming up, we're growing, and it's, you know, for me, I, I was never a sports fan. So, you know, growing up in this town back in the day, if you weren't into football or the basketball teams, you know, you didn't have a lot of options. You know, had some of the local bands, which we're going to really get into that at some point because I know we both hold a, you know, a love for the local music scene, being a part of that. Uh, which is kind of a nice, nice segue into this week's episode. We'll, we'll get there in a second. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get to the carriage in front of the horse. But, you know, coming up, man, not being interested in sports and, and, you know, things like that, there wasn't a lot of options in town, you know. Maybe you had the Apple Festival, you had different things here and there. But the Comic-Con? Oh, yes. <laughs> that was right up my alley. That's that's something, you know. And, you know, like I said last time, you know, it was something that, a lot of people said, you know, it would never happen here in Lincoln. I was kind of in that camp, man. All right. I, I didn't have a lot of expectations. I'm like, oh, man, we're such a small town. Exactly. You, you know, it's kind of hard to get things in this town to get rolling. It, oh. really, it really is. It is. But, man, was I surprised and shocked and Absolutely. pleasantly proven wrong. Yeah. You know, it's one of those situations where you want to be proven wrong, and my God, I was. And 
this year is nothing but optimism, man. I mean, I'm I'm lo- so looking forward to this event. A lot of people are. Yes, I mean, I'm chomping at the bit. I'm looking every day. In fact, even Saturday, I'm like, one more week. Oh, my God, I wish it was today. Uh, uh, I, I wish <laughs> I had one more week in between this. <laughs> to get kind of prepare and everything. Yeah. But, you know, Mike, I'm sure. If, if I were smart, I would have taken a, a vacation off the normal job. <laughs> What's that? A, a, vac- a what? A va- 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 the normal job. Yeah, exactly. It's a vacation. I went, I was, yeah, vacation. I would have taken a vacation off in between this just to handle what I did with that. But I am not a, a smart person. I, I am not. I'm You're a, a pud. You're am, a pud. I'm just a guy with the crazy ideas. Right. And I, That's it. And I'm not a smart man. <laughs> well, like I said, Mikey, you're a pud. I'm a pud. Yeah. Um, but, but you're a pud, man, that yeah. has done some great things in this town. And, you know, once again, I know I'll put you over big time last week, and I'm just going to carry you into that and dovetail off of that and just put you over again brother what you guys are doing is a great thing it's great for the community it's great for me on a personal level because this is something that's fun for me this is something that 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 attracts me and uh you know at the end of the day man all the proceeds are going to the schools absolutely you know, it's going back into the community schools, absolutely and, and uh i can't think of any better way to do that right it, it makes it worth it it, it does I, I would think man just the not communities involved you know it just yeah. comes around you know full circle you know it's just Positivity on top of positivity, man. Absolutely. And that's and, and let me let me just say, you know, speaking of positivity, the podcast in general yes. has gotten a lot of positive oh, reviews. Man, we, we've gotten support. a lot, of, a lot of support from everybody. It's mind-boggling. Absolutely, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, people have hit we, me up personally, like, "Hey, you guys are doing great. You know, you guys are doing this and this," and I'm just like, "Brother, yeah. a lot, a lot of positive response." Yes, and. and we weren't quite sure how it was going to go. We just well, we didn't we care. Just, we just jumped in. <laughs> we kind of didn't care, right, really. Let's, let's do it. Let's try it. Let's let's go with it. Yeah. If we get a and listener, uh, great. If not, exactly. who cares? And, you know, and coming from two puds, you know, <laughs> a lot of people say, you know, we've got faces for radio. <laughs> that, and, now that that goddamn and voices for newspaper. <laughs> So since neither one of us, you know, that's so true, read, read or write really well, no, no. we had to go to the podcast. Yeah, that's the only thing. I learned how to hit the record button. Uh, I have a box, a silver box, and it has a red button. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, let me hit that. Yeah. And then, you know, the podcast was born. And, you know, Mike, before we get into today's subject, I would just like to talk about doing this podcast and about how much of a positive influence and a positive thing it's been on me you know, like you said, we've had so much, so many people support us. I mean, man, our first video has over 120 views. Yeah, I think what? that's pretty cool. What? The, the average YouTuber <laughs> would not even blink at that. No. But to us, I mean, that means a lot. Oh, man. If you would have told me, Mike, the day that we said, hey, you want to do it? And, and just a little background. The podcast, this is basically how the podcast started. Hey, man, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? Yeah, for a while now. I'd love to do it. Well, hey, me too. Let's do it Sunday. This was on a Friday. Yeah. We had this conversation on a Friday. That's right. 48 hours later, we're in here and we're doing it. And that's going to bring me to kind of what I wanted to speak of before we get into today's subject matter. And that's the people, if you're out there listening, it just like, because see, Joe Rogan, I'm a big fan of the Joe Rogan show. And, and what planted the seed for me to do a podcast was something he said. He was like, hey, if you want to do one, just do it. Right. He was like, don't wait around. He's like, if you got a friend or if you just want to do it yourself, and I'm paraphrasing this, man. Right. But the bottom line was, if you've ever even considered it, just do it, man. It's, it's easy to set up. It, it, it's fairly inexpensive as far as, you know, doing anything goes. You know, you got to spend money for anything, any kind of hobby. 
but it's relatively inexpensive. You get your voice heard. Absolutely. Even if nobody else listens, sure. man, hell, you're getting it out there. Share your thoughts. Share your yes. ideas. And you cannot have too much of that, Mikey. Exactly. And that's why I want to implore people out there. If you even just, even for a day, it's like, you know, maybe that'd be fun. Do it. Do it. Try Do it. it. Go for it, Try man. It. If, if you see what we're doing, if we can inspire someone to pick this thing up, man, and do it themselves, do it, man. If you need help, you, you have questions, let us know. Absolutely. Man, let I would. anybody know. Let, yes. There's a lot of people out there that are willing to give help you know, and tips on, on a lot of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Us included, man. And to me. And the more you do it, you know, the more confident. Obviously, you, just you, like us. Absolutely, just like us, yeah. man. And the better we get, and the more comfortable you'll get with it, and and, and, and the, maybe the more people you reach. I mean, hell, Mike, you know, to me, man, something that I would love to see with this thing, I would love to see a little network, a network of people we know, people, right. our friends, family, and neighbors. You know, wouldn't it be awesome if we could just go on YouTube and have a couple of days of entertainment? Yeah, of just hearing what our friends have to say, oh, yeah. see what kind of production they can do. Uh, which is, you know, Mikey, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because I didn't even mean for this to segue in, but this is a good segue to plug a friend of ours who has a podcast coming out. Uh, hopefully this week it's called This Is A Work. Uh, David Hayes is going to be doing it. Uh, him and a friend of his, I'm not sure of his partner. I haven't met the man, so I, I don't, I ne I'm never prepared. Right. I don't have notes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made a couple notes for today. He brought a notebook in here. I, I, got a notebook, I could people. not believe it. I almost hit the floor. He brought a notebook and a pen in here. I, I was about to say, give me something to write on, man. And, and he has, he has notes on uh, it. He I actually mean, has notes on it. I mean, I it's not I much. can't, I can't read it. <laughs> Like I, I said, my, I can't read or write well, yeah, so I, I can't, can't write. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked out. But, uh, yeah, Dave, I just want to put that over. Uh, David Hayes, a uh, good friend of ours, man, from back in the day, uh, one of my best friends. He's got a podcast coming out. This is a work. Uh, obviously, as soon as he gets this thing up and running, we're going to be helping him promote this thing. We're going to be doing some cross promotions, hopefully, for everything. If the stars align, we can uh, work together and, you know, just spread the word. Absolutely. And, and just and make that thing happen. And this podcast that these guys are doing, I think, would be a great companion to what we're doing because they're going to be concentrating more on current professional wrestling. You know, the current product, the current pay-per-views. In fact, the first episode, if I'm not mistaken, and David, if you're listening, man, if I'm getting anything mixed up, please, you know, leave a comment or something on our Facebook page and, and, and correct me on this. But I believe their first show is going to be uh, based on the Extreme Rules pay-per-view that's happening tonight. Okay. So uh, just something to listen out. Well, see, you know. Well, and talk about that. You don't watch the current product no. as far as WWE. No, sir. No. Um, I tried. I, I still watch and, and that's a try too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I want. Uh, you want to like it. I want to. I, I, really, I do too. And there are parts yes. that I, I always still like. Sure. Um, you know, a lot of the talent there, I still like. The product as a whole, I just, I, there's, it's not there. It, me. Um, currently, you know, I, I remember the last time that the product got me was probably around that. I guess 2014, 2015 era, a little before that, you know, it was, it, I was on it, you know, right. that was, it had me into it. Because right. I remember us talking right during that time, because you were like, hey, give this, this thing is, another chance. Give it know? a shot, but right. somewhere along in there, it was just, it got lost. Yes. And, and it got lost to me. I know a lot of people still watch oh, it, a yeah. lot of people still, Absolutely. still swear by it, but for me, the product is, is just, 
And I want it to be. I really want it to be. And, you know, Mike, you bring up a good point. And I, I don't want to spend too much time because I know we're going to have, we'll probably end up having a series on this, what we're talking about now. But I'm with you, Mike. I want to be a professional wrestling fan. Yes. I want to. I want to go to work current, on Mondays. A current, Cur- yeah, current. Currently, yes. you know, I want to be able to go into work on Mondays and like, oh, my God, did you watch Raw? All right. You know, like it was back during the Attitude Era. Really? I don't know that we'll ever get that back. I, I don't think we not, will. Uh, maybe not in our lifetime. Not, not in our time. I don't think so. I, I hate to be uh, pessimistic about it. But you know what, Mike? That's for another time, brother. Yes. We today, though, today, today's podcast. Yes. Mike, I'm going to be honest with you, man. This is the one, when we started throwing around ideas, this was the one that's like, I cannot wait to do this one. Right. And I guess that's why we're doing it kind of early in the podcast career. But this subject that we're going to cover today, Mike, covers my two passions in my life. It's, it's the perfect tag team. It, it, it was yeah. without a doubt. Peanut butter and jelly. Exactly. It, it truly is, man. And without what I'm about to go into, you know, we're going to do the big reveal here in a minute, people. Just hang with us. I wouldn't be the person I am today if it wasn't for this. All right. That, I think it's fair to say. Michael, would you like to make the reveal? Today, we are going to be talking about music. Yes, sir. In professional wrestling. Yes, sir. My two greatest passions, man. Music and professional wrestling. Now, this is going to cover everything. This is going yes. to cover entrances. Yes. Um, Special pay-per-view shows. Pay-per-view promos. Yes. You know, music videos. Yes. Which kind of lost art now. Very you know, much. With, with the product. Very much. Um, everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, All anything, aspects. Anything having to do with music and professional wrestling. Yes. You know, even you know, going outside that, uh, album releases, you know, and and you know, wrestlers releasing albums. That that is true. If yes, you want to call them released, well, or they, they escaped. They escaped. Um, unfortunately, they didn't escape our ears for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on some what we're was, talking about, some were hits. Some were great. Bastard USA, brother. I we'll love that, that song. We'll that one, that, that one. one, that one's going to be prominent. You know, a lot of misses. Be a man by oh, Macho Man. Lord. That one, I give the Macho Man so much credit for giving it a shot and trying to step into it, but wow. And some people love it. Dude, I know people who do love that Macho Man rap song. <laughs> Swear by Swear it. Swear by it. <laughs> Once again, it's weird how opinions work. You know, just like with the current product. To right. me, yeah, man, I'm going to probably have to pass on the Be a Man <laughs> yeah. diss, you know, uh, diss track. But, you know, Mike, let, let's take it to the beginning, brother. Something that we were discussing briefly on Friday. Who had the first intro music? You're, you're more of an historian than I am. Because I've heard Michael Hayes claim this, and I've also heard Sergeant Slaughter claim well, this. Well, we're going to have to go way back. Right. We're going to have to go way, way okay. back. The first recorded uh, instance where a wrestler used an entrance theme would be Gorgeous George. Oh, now this I wasn't aware of. Yes. Oh, I didn't know it went that far back. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Now, we're talking, um, oh my gosh, uh, how long ago was that? What, 30s, 40s? 1950s. 50s, okay. 50s. Okay. Uh, wow, man, I'm not in the story. And would you imagine this? What song did he use? I would assume it would be a classical piece, I would think, okay. given his gimmick All and right. everything. Wild guess. Uh, Mozart, perhaps? No. I'm not sure. Pomp and circumstance. The same as Macho Man. Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Holy shit. I, see, <laughs> yes, and you sir. know, I'm actually trying to watch my language a little bit too as the podcast goes on. If, if you know from episode one to now, <laughs> <laughs> the, 
trying to, I'm still going to drop a fuck here and there, just yeah, so everybody's yeah, on, yeah. on board. You know, this isn't a PG show. Yeah. But I am trying to watch my language, but I can't help but say, holy shit, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Because I was actually going to talk specifically about, about Macho Tyson. Man. Yeah. And I had no idea that Gorgeous George originated that. Wow, Absolutely. man. Absolutely. Wow, that, sure that's did. a trip to me, Mike. I had no idea, man. Once again, I've learned something of new. Course, you know, at that time, you know, Gorgeous George was one of the biggest heels in ever. the wrestling business ever. Ever. At that time, you know, he used the grand entrance. Yes. You know, he used kind of had that, that gay music. Thing, you know, yeah, yeah. It was you, a little androgynous. Yeah, there, that's a better okay. word. Yes, sir. Better um, word. But yeah, he, you know, he used the grand entrance, and what better song? It, it, what it, better song to use? It makes perfect sense, man. Absolutely. And you know, so it got him even more heat. He was yes. even more hated. Yes, and he would even use. And, and I know this is about music and not about Gorgeous George. And we definitely should go back and, and cover Gorgeous George as, as being, in my opinion, probably the most influential heel of all time. Absolutely. I mean, everything came from him. Yes, he was the seed of, of every heat-seeking gimmick that's ever come before. Even, even to Muhammad Ali. Yes! Yes, sir, man. You know, he influenced everyone, even yes. even going into other sports, you know. So, Mike, let, let's let's maybe come up into a little bit more modern, not not necessarily modern as far as today goes. Okay. But. From there on, um, it was rare um, for anybody to have an entrance theme until about the late 70s, uh... And they didn't really even use it as their theme, but you had people like Jimmy Valiant and Jerry Lawler in Memphis making their own their video vignettes. Well, no, they they had they had done their own music. Right. Oh, okay. They right. released their own singles. Right. Jimmy Hart as well, correct? Jimmy, well, Jimmy Hart started out uh, in music. Okay. Before wrestling. Right. Um, he uh, helped with uh, like a one-hit wonder. Uh, he did, didn't with, he? With the band. I can't remember the name of the band at the at But the he moment. does have a songwriting well, credit. Keep on Dancing. Yes. And that was their big hit. Right. And Jimmy Hart wrote and, and recorded and yeah. produced that. Correct, yeah. right. Um, but Jimmy Valiant was releasing songs, you know, I in, in Memphis that. in the late 70s when he had that big feud with, with Lawler. Lawler, you know, released his own song at that time. They're in Music City. That makes perfect sense. You know, you know, you are in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Yes, sir. The home of Elvis Presley. Absolutely. So that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Right. Now, um, going forward a little bit to the early 80s, you're starting to see more people use entrance themes. Right. One of them being Sergeant Slaughter. Coming out to the Marine Corps. Absolutely. Theme. Right. On, on his suggestion to Vince Sr. Correct. Right. And this was when his his baby turn was first happened because he came in as a heel. heel, and then when he went to baby and did the Pledge of Allegiance, which is right. a very iconic yeah. professional wrestling moment, that's when he started using right. the Marine theme. So that's where his claim to being the first, one of the first, one of the definitely one of the, one first, of the first, one of the first, and and definitely in that era. Right, right. Now, also, you had. Michael, PSAs, and the Freebirds. Now, the Freebirds would use the classic Leonard Skinner Freebird. song, Freebird, Freebird, yes, for their entrances. Right. Until Michael Hayes recorded his single, Bad, Bad Street. Street USA. Yes. And you know, Mike, I want to I want to pause just for a second because I want to. You know me, and you know me personally, and you know how much that song means to me. 
Yes. Uh, Free Bird is my favorite song. You know, it's a little cliche. You know, I get a little heat sometimes from people. They think I'm joking a lot of times when I say, hey, Free Bird is my favorite song. It, it truly is. Um, there's something about that song. It is a badass song. Oh, man, it, it, to me, to, in my to opinion, me, it's the greatest yeah. song ever written. Yes. I mean, to me, it, yes. it, it truly is. You know, we just went to, saw, uh, went to see Leonard Skinner a couple weeks ago. And I'm telling you, man, if you've never seen that song played live by the band, regardless of which incarnation of the band it is, but as long as it's under that banner, it's magical, man. And I was so ignorant to rock and roll growing up. And I know I mentioned last week, and I'll just go ahead and reiterate the point, man. In my household, when I was a kid, it was country music. It was very country music right. heavy. That's all we listened to. Um, and the reason is, oh, I had to make a little little adjustment here on the audio. Sorry about that. And the reason was, man, that was just something my parents listened to. So I never knew. Even Leonard Skinner was considered too heavy and hard right. for my house. Like the Southern Rock. Right, right. right. Anything that wasn't on the, the mainstream country music channels I wasn't familiar with. So just a little funny story. Watching... Uh, world cha- world class championship wrestling on ESPN. Here comes this tag team out playing this song. Then I'm like, what is that? You know, I'm I'm a kid. I'm young. I'm 12, between 12 and 13, something like that. And I'm enamored. I'm like, wow. I've never heard anything like this. So I call a friend of mine, and it's kind of funny, you know, but just showing once again how just uneducated I was in these matters. I call him up and say, hey man, who who. Uh, who sings that song that the Freebirds come out to? And he's like, hey, man, it's called Freebird. You know, and I'm just like, and it's by a guy named Leonard Skinner. <laughs> he died in a plane crash. Right, right. You know, but he's a great guitar player. You know, yeah, obviously there's yeah. a lot of, you know, yeah. bullshit in that statement yeah. that I would have to go to learn. But, man, that started me on my path. And not only did that start me on the path of being a music lover, you know, but it, it also put me on the path of becoming a musician myself, awesome. you yes. know. You yeah. Know. So I just want to, I, I didn't want this podcast to go... Without me saying something about Freebird and Free, about oh, yeah. how much I love the song, how much it has meant to me over the years. And well, when they when they would come out to that song, and, and if anybody's familiar with the song, it's one of those songs that it's not gonna get you up off your feet in that first it like should, you know that first couple minutes. It shouldn't of the song, have worked. It, should, <laughs> it shouldn't have worked, but they come out just so badass, man. It and, and it is it's smooth and it's arrogant. Yes, it's just one of those. And, and they they almost strut to this song. They do strut. Yes, just an arrogant strut. Slow tempo to the ring. We are better than you. Yes. Georgia is better than Texas. Yes, man. Which was the the soul of that feud. Yeah. Once again, man, I can't put it. And they were so cool coming out to the Absolutely. song. And it shouldn't have worked. No, it shouldn't have worked. But you know, it, by God, it did. it did. It did. But to me, once they switched over to that Bad Street USA it took it to song, level. it amped it up. It, it took it. And you know me, man, loving that song as much as I do, I'll be the first to tell you there is a difference between loving a song on your own time, listening to your own records or whatever, and there's another loving a song with a wrestling entrance. All right. You know. We're going to talk a little bit about the Midnight Express, obviously, oh, obviously. obviously at some point. Yes. But I think that's a good, uh, for me personally, man, it's hard for me to sit down and listen to just the Midnight Express thing. I do like it. I, I, li- I, li- I do. I, I differ on it. I could listen sure. to that thing all, all on day. a loop. Right, right. On a loop. Like to so me, man, it may not make my personal playlist, but... Name me a badder entrance. I mean, a more badass entrance. I mean, which we're going to talk, we're well, going to discuss. We, we have. We're, we're about to get to one. Right. We're about to get to one here in a minute. Uh, but we're going to you know, pop in a couple other uh, 
cartoons uh, in that same territory, World Class Championship Wrestling. Carrie Von Erich had a song I wasn't a big fan of until I saw Carrie Von Erich come down to the ring to this music. And that was Modern Day Warrior. Tom Sawyer, Sawyer yes. by Rush. Rush. Right, right. Another song that you would think maybe shouldn't work. Maybe. But my God, it did, especially given that, that he was the modern day warrior. Absolutely. That the, and you know, how I, you know how I feel about Rush, man. We just hit uh-huh. on two of my all-time <laughs> yeah. favorites, you know. Exactly. You know, it's funny, Mike, because I'm going to talk a little bit about this personally as we go, but I have a, a trinity of, of bands. I have three that I can't really put one over the other. One is Leonard Skinner, which uh-huh. we just discussed. The other one is Black Sabbath, which we're obviously going to get to Black yeah, Sabbath. And then the other one's Van Halen. But two out of those three bands were introduced to me through professional wrestling. Right. Leonard Skinner and Black Sabbath. Yes. You know, to my knowledge, no one ever came out to Van Halen. I think that's a damn shame. But Except for J.D. Styles when he was a baby well, face back I, in MW. <laughs> I want to say, say maybe the Rock and Roll Express at one time did. I'm not sure. In Memphis. I'm not sure. Uh, I know they had a video. Oh, did they? Now, this I wasn't aware they, of. Uh, Lawler put together a video to jump for the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, I had no idea. I did not to know that. the Rock and Roll Express. Um, but yeah, I, I was about to say, yeah, hey, we're hitting on a lot of bands that you are a big fan of. Yes. I would think if there was a Wolfman in, in wrestling, I'm sure we'd, we'd be talking about Warren Zevon at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Which Warren Zevon will be a subject when we get Wayne Sisk on the show. <laughs> Wayne Sisk, if you're not listening, brother, I think we've given you a shout out. Every show. Every show. Except for one. I think we missed him on the second one. But, you know, I think from this day forward, we got to figure out a way to get Wayne yeah, Sisk gotta, in. we got to put the Wayne plug in. And especially until he can get his ass up here to the Pud Cave. But exactly. that, that that's coming up. Wayne Sisk, this one's for you, brother. But, uh, but yeah, you're right, man. I mean, just kind of dovetailing you know off the rock and roll express you know we got to talk about ELO yeah you know another another that was their, definitely their their big song and and that was the one I, I recognize them most me for too. me too absolutely uh, now let, let's let's explain some of this too as far as using music then as opposed to using music now and I'm talking about copy, copyright established uh, music as far as that goes yes um, I have an opinion it, you could this. get away with it back then right right because you know obviously the copyright these were regional territories yeah, I was going to say it wasn't a national local local regional territories and it wasn't on a national level it was on a, um, a big network right uh, you're talking about local channels that carried local wrestling. And not only that, man, but professional wrestling back in that day was kind of considered lowbrow anyway. Right. So it wasn't really going to get on anybody's radar that, for the most right. part. Now, that changed around late 80s. Right. Uh, well, with the expansion. With the expansion, absolutely. Um, anything like that, you know, it, it, they had to start producing their own music. Right. Right. Um, and finding ways around that, right? And you know, my or or uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like a loophole type situation. Loopholes, kind of that, or or um, oh god, what is what is the free music? Uh, the uh, public, public domain. domain. Public Thank domain. You. Yeah. Yes. Thank yes. You. Yes. Yeah. Using public domain music. You know that was that was okay. You can get around with that. Right. Um, I know. I mean, world class was heavy. I mean, Fritz. Fritz was. He knew. 
he he kind of knew what was what was going on. Right. He, he was kind of hip to this stuff. Right. I imagine old Fritz being hip to anything. But 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 he, he knew he knew what was selling. He knew what was going to bring the young crowd in. Exactly. And it was going to be rock and roll and wrestling. Exactly. And you know this is something that Vince would go on to to make WrestleMania from and because it's to market out. it. Yes. Now you know, Mike, I have a I have a pretty strong opinion on the copyright situation with wrestling and music. You know, I understand that music companies, record companies, aren't getting paid out. I see that. I also understand how a wrestling promotion would rather use their own music because that's an added re- revenue source. You know, now you can sell your CDs. Now right. you can, you know, you have your copy on copyright music. But the one thing, man, that I've always, and I'm not, you know, obviously, man, I'm not in the music business. Obviously, I'm not in, in any business, you know. I don't know how these things work. But it, it's always kind of be dumbfounded me that music companies wouldn't want their music being played to a wide audience. Every album I bought when I was a kid was strictly because I was watching on professional wrestling, man. Yeah. ZZ Top <laughs> yes. got, got records off of me. Yes. Uh, Black Sabbath absolutely Black Sabbath? got sales off of me from professional wrestling. Leonard Skinner, man. I mean, it, go, ELO, it goes on. Basically, if you, were, if you had a song back in from, <laughs> I would say, 1984 to 1987 on WWF or on NWA Jim Crockett, I was probably going to buy the album that song was off of. Right. Why would a record company not want that free publicity? Once again, man, I don't know. I don't understand the ins and, and outs. You know, this is this is an era back where you just couldn't you couldn't download songs. No. You know, no, man. You MTV pirate, hadn't you been around that long. Song. Well, you could pirate songs, but you had to do it off the radio. <laughs> you had to do it off the radio, and you had to be really quick on you the damn right, the, bro. The cassette recorder. Yes, sir. You had to be really quick on that. You better get it. Now, don't get me wrong, man. It's also about the time those uh, double cassette decks started coming out. Absolutely. So, brother, you thought you thought I worked for Sony? It was about my mother. I was putting out. <laughs> damn, man. I was I was I was a pirate before pirates were cool, man. Yes, sir. Hey, man. I just got this new Leonard Skinner tape. You know. Here, here, has to have a copy. Yes. You know, I mean, that was going on too. But I never understood the, I guess, the logic of, well, we don't want our songs reaching this demographic of people who may not even know what rock and roll is like I was. Exactly. I didn't know what yeah. this stuff was, yeah. man. You know, and, and I don't want to talk more about the business aspect as much as, as I want to talk about the songs themselves and their influences on us personally. But I, that was something that always kind of boggled my mind. Like I said, I could see it if it was like Vince McMahon or, or Crockett or Dust to be like, you know what? We're no longer going to give exposure to these rock and roll groups. We're going to do our own thing where we can sell our own right. music. I can see that logic, but the record companies being like, "No, stop playing our songs for all these people," it, it, it makes no sense to me, man. No. They, they no. may have not made a lot of money, but I can guarantee they made a little bit off this kid right here. Exactly. They did yeah. at least one yeah, person. All of us. Yeah. A, lot a, lot, of us man. a lot of us. Right. Yeah, that was that was that was the way. Um, <clears throat> and also, I mean. Sometimes you just didn't know who this this artist was. Right. Well, it's yeah. like with Freebird. Uh, I had absolutely. to call a friend. Hey, man, who sings the song Freebird? Or, you know, well, it's called Freebird. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of those things that's comical now. Yeah. Uh, but but at the time, I, I I had no exposure. Exactly. And professional wrestling gave me that exposure. And why a music company wouldn't want that continued exposure, I, I don't know, man. I, once again, I'm not a businessman. I'm not a I'm not in in the uh, industry, but. It, it just doesn't seem logical to me, but but whatever, man. That's my soapbox as far as that goes. Let's get back to some good music. Now let's get back into probably one of the biggest ones at that time, and that would be the Road Warriors using Black Sabbath's Iron Man to come down. Changed my life. 
Oh my! It changed God. my life. Mikey. Oh my God! What the first time I remember, and every time after. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Every time after, and I still watch it and still get goosebumps. goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps off of it. Absolutely. And uh, just you hear that drum beat, you hear that guitar just echo <laughs> out, and, you know, and then that you first see riff. them coming. Oh, dude! And then you see them running, and it's and they hit the ring. Destruction. And they kill everything that is breathing it, in that ring. As that music jams, as man. Still as going, it plays. As it's still going. And I mean, to, you know, a lot of people in, in the heavy metal community, because I consider myself to be a metalhead. I love all music. I love all types of music. But heavy metal, especially from that era, the hard rock, mm -hmm. late 70s type, you know, power rock, geezer, uh -huh. geezer rock, as some people call it now. Yeah. That That is what I, you know, what draws me in, man. That's my favorite type of music. And just seeing that that riff, but like I said, man, a, a lot of people in the heavy metal community do does consider Iron Man to be the greatest heavy metal song ever recorded. And <laughs> and, and man, I, I can't really argue with that. I mean, you know, I think for us being our age and being into this song as long as we have, maybe it gets a little played out. Maybe, right. Oh, you, yeah. you know, we've heard it every time, a million you know, times. But you know, there again, you know, we were used to it. Where this, you know, you're going to hear it for like a minute. You're right. You know, you're going to hear that first minute, maybe minute and a half of that song. Well, you're witnessing and, and a murder. <laughs> you're, you're witnessing two people get killed. killed. I mean, like, literally, they would beat the shit out of these yeah. guys, man. So, I mean, you know, once we hear that, what, and you may be the same as I am on this. Once you hear that song two minutes, three minutes into it, I'm... I'm good. I'm good, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah you got it. Right, yeah, right, I'm right. I'm good. I, I don't have to hear the rest of it. <laughs> Cause you I are... just hear that first part, and, I, and in my mind, I'm seeing these... A hawking animal. <laughs> these post-apocalyptic... Barbarians, man, yes. Just running and killing. Destroying. And destroying everything in their path, yeah. man. It's like a machine. Every uh, time it, I see it. it. It was like the, the music of Black Sabbath was like the, the growling of an engine. Yeah. The, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, it's yeah. just, and it's destruction, man. And, and you talk about how music helped put over the entire package of a tag team or, or a faction or even a person. You know, and I think, you know, Mike, to me, this is a great segue. And we, we've mentioned this before. We've already touched on it. But I have a favorite wrestling intro song. Okay. And that is the Midnight Express. Absolutely. It, with the, without a wow. doubt, one of my favorite, it just... For some reason, and, and this is, this is, it borders on disco and new techno. wave. Yeah, techno a little bit, electronic. Yeah, it's electronic. electronic you know. uh, and it was actually, you know, from the film. Yeah, yeah, sir. Uh, the same name, Midnight Express. Giorgio, and I cannot pronounce. Giorgio Moroder. Yes, who who has? If anybody's not familiar with his work, this man is oh. highly. Highly respected. He's a genius. He's like, he is a genius, and if you're into that type of music, I, I, I tend to tell metalheads and guitar fans he's like the Eddie Van Halen yes. of the electronic music Absolutely. scene. Absolutely, that's how over and how yeah. great and genius this man is. This is not a scrub, people. This is not. This is not somebody who just threw some shit down on a keyboard. This is a musician. This is a genius, and my God, man. And this, you know, we didn't find this out till you know years, years, years later. Right. We had no idea. We just knew the the music was from the movie. The movie, the right? Movie. That and, was it. And you know, and like, we had never seen the movie because the movie was kind of it's a little it's, mature, I think. For our it, it was definitely age, definitely <laughs> mature. It had a lot of you know to do with with drugs. Yes, and, and it, it's a crazy movie. 
I've never um, seen it, man. I've never I've never actually sat down to watch that movie. Uh, I keep looking for Jim and, and Dennis and Bobby, <laughs> and I always get disappointed. But that was the thing, you know. <laughs> if it didn't have anything to do with wrestling, I know, didn't really care. I, I, I didn't need it. I didn't need or it. Horror, yeah, yeah, horror, right. Or, or, or uh, wrestling, it doesn't that, have anything to. I know. See that? Didn't, yeah. didn't need it. No. And, and you know, man, I think um, just cause, as I mentioned a little earlier, you know, the Midnight Express, and now don't don't misunderstand me. I'm not going to say I've never sat down and checked it out and jammed it because I have. But it's not necessarily going to go on a playlist, quote unquote. Iron Man will, you know, Freebird. I, I, I mean, Freebird's going to be the first one on my list. Yeah. But you know, Iron Man will definitely make a list. Uh, the Midnight Express. I, I, music. I can guarantee you, I can pull up some of my playlist off YouTube, and, it'll be and on you there. will see on probably every everything. playlist <laughs> of everything. <laughs> well, the the thing that I loved about it. You know, coming once again, coming from that background of, of just having one genre of music, you know, that I was exposed to. Then here's some like like Leonard Skinner, man, was a great crossover, mm-hmm. going from country music into rock and roll because they're, they're kind of, you know, Skinner. Even though they were a heavy band, like, like I think a lot of people don't realize how heavy Skinner was in their time, man. I mean, they weren't just like a lot of people think they're country rock, nah, man. They're straight heavy rock and roll, right. heavy rock and roll. Yeah. Uh, but I still think it was a nice transition. But you know, now you're going from like Alabama that I listen to at home to Georgia. Yeah. You know, wow, man. Yeah. But it wasn't just the music itself, even though the music was a, a driving factor. But you also had Jim Cornette, man. Jim Cornette. And, and, and well, you know, and the song itself has has this this crazy atmosphere. It does. Yes. It it it, it builds. Yeah. There, there is something magical about that song. With those guys. Now, I don't know if you could take different guys and put them with that music or vice versa. I think it was the perfect, yeah. perfect marriage of music, um, performers, and just overall packaging. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you had all of it in spades, man. You had the... Now, I know me and you kind of differ with which version of the Midnight Express we like better. I'm more of a Stan Lane guy. You're more of a Dennis Conner guy. But I think we both can agree that both iterations of this team were, were outstanding. Absolutely. I mean, they were both, man. I mean, I can, don't yes. get me wrong, man. I mean, I think both of these errors are great. But to me, man, when you had Big Bubba added to it, you know, and like I said, I was always a little bit more of a fan of Stan. But either one, when you had Bubba, you had the Midnight Express itself, and then you had Cornette leading the charge with his tennis racket, and that music pumping. All from uh, the dark side. All from the dark side. All from the dark side. And like I said, man, it was magical. It was probably one of the few. Well, see, here's the thing, too. I mean, you know, and and it wasn't country. It wasn't a rock song. Like I said, it was pure electronic. Somebody in the South. Oh, oh, come on, yeah. dude! A lot of your bass is not going no. for the electronic stuff no. or disco type stuff no. or anything like that. No, they probably even considered it to be somewhat, you know, kind of gayish. Yeah, I mean, just to yeah. call it yeah. what it is, man. Yeah. Which is why it was genius for a hill team to use this music. Yes, but to me, man, as a kid watching something, because these guys were just completely. Like, they were like the Road Warriors in a way. Mm-hmm. They were just completely on their own planet. Right. Whereas the Road Warriors were more gimmicked up. They were. Yeah. You know, they they truly were. They had the big muscles and the uh-huh. crazy hair and the paint. The Midnight Express were technicians, man, but they cheated. You know, yes. they had they had a manager who just, you know how I feel about Corny. I, I mean, oh, I yeah. could put, we will absolutely have a manager's uh, edition of the podcast. I, another one I'm looking very forward to. But you know, man, just that package. But the music, in my opinion, the Midnight Express's music is what put it over so well, and that's why it probably stands out as my favorite theme music, man. I have a few: Sabbath, obviously, uh, Freebird, obviously, Bass Street, obviously. But but man, to me, the Midnight Express's theme will always be my favorite wrestling intro music for yes. what it was and for what it did. Yes, that I can't put anything over it. No, 
No. I mean, like I said, Iron Man and Road Warriors are close, but that that that's mine. Yeah, and there there again, you you've got the counter to that, which is the pure rock and roll. Yeah. Great segue. Rock and Roll Express is yellow. Rock and Roll is king by Electric Light Orchestra. Yes. And man, once again, perfect, perfect. That is is a get go. Just get go song, get up and, and boogie. Yes. It's it's a boogie song, yeah, man. You get up to boogie is. to it. It is, and it fit them like a glove. Yes, and, and you know, Mike, you're right, man. When you have that contradiction of music, yeah, and the battle of the expresses, shit. All right, well, since wow. you mentioned boogie, let's <laughs> talk boogie woogie. You know man. the boogie woogie man going to come going up back to to the boy from New York City. Well, even before that, yeah, even before that. Even before that, you know, with with his own with his own stuff, but what really put it over is when he came to Mid Atlantic and and used that boy from New York City, City song. Yes, it fit. It fit. And, and Boogie, what you know? Now, if if the puds out there listening haven't put it together yet, we're huge Jimmy Valiant fans. <laughs> <laughs> we're huge Paul Jones fans. I love Jimmy. I, man. I, I, I love the Boogie Woogie man. And Mikey, I want a quick side note. I know we've discussed the Boogie Woogie Man for three straight weeks, but I went back and I looked up some of that footage. I added some links to our yes. YouTube. You <laughs> did you know the Boogie Woogie Man? As far as Big Mama's concerned, he wasn't a free spirit, man. It wasn't an, like an open relationship. It wasn't free love. That son of a bitch was a straight up pimp, bro. The Boogie Woogie Man, Jimmy Valiant, oh. is a straight up pimp, man. Pimping is not oh easy. Oh my gosh. Nah, dude, I watched the foot. I watched the video. I watched the footage. The interview. No, man, there is no free love. There is no like just ah, man. We all give. The hit. Nah, man, he was a pimp. He was a straight, straight up pimp. pimp. Straight up pimping, man. That's all I gotta say about the Boogie all Man. Right. He's pimping. Right. He's straight pimping. There you but, go. but but that I just had to get that out because when I'm watching that video, I'm like, holy shit, man. Yeah. Well, he's yeah. he's pimping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in every strictly, yeah. dude. He told big. He told big mom to go off with Dusty Rhodes, man. Yeah. I mean, well, oh. I, anyway, man. Yeah. We already covered that. We might go into big mom. <laughs> go into big mom. We might <laughs> go into big mom a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> Will we? Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, but anyway. <laughs> okay, back to the music, brother. <laughs> I gotta make a phone call. Or I'm yeah. God damn. <laughs> I gotta get my last will and testament in order. Oh, <laughs> get all my affairs in order. But <laughs> oh. what a way to go, brother! But <laughs> anyway, man, boy from New York Woo. City coming out to some jamming music. Oh my God! Yeah. He gets the people. Oh, yeah. He gets the people oh, alive, man. People loved it. Oh, Absolutely. they did. I loved it. I loved it because he worked it so well. He danced to it, man. And usually he was another one of those guys when he would go against an enhancement. Uh, I, I don't like using the term jobber. I don't know why. I just don't like using that term. But whenever he would go against enhancement, a lot of times that music would play. All right. Until he, I mean, the the matches were thirty seconds oh, long. Yeah, yeah. You know, done. by the time the guy in the well, back was, you know, podding it down, hell, the match was over. But it, once again, it added to it. All right. And I think it just it made Boogie Woogie Man even that more, even that more popular, that that crazier. I mean, once again, it showed how music exactly can help enhance, man. Right. If not, well, if not downright make you. Uh, yeah. And, and you know, we're spending a lot of time in Mid Atlantic. That's I true. know a lot of different promotions used a lot of different yes, music sir. but this is the stuff that we saw and came up in on. this area right this was this is a lot of guys are starting to use music right but a lot of guys aren't that's true too yeah that's true and for a good reason i would say uh some some are and i was kind of surprised that they didn't follow this trend it was becoming a trend um 
just for that you know even to get you know the crowds pumped up get get the wrestlers pumped up themselves um but a lot of guys didn't i, I would something somebody that comes to mind would be like an abdul the butcher oh yeah did not use me yeah why why would it you would have take to? away <laughs> i think it would take away absolutely you know mike and it's it's funny and i know like you just said man we do stick a, around the mid-atlantic where we were from but you know just think about wwf man i went back and watched the hogan andre wrestlemania 3 match about a month or so ago i went i watched the whole show and i realized that andre didn't have music no you know and no. i'm like thank god yeah you know what? What would that? That would actually have taken away. But uh, yeah. but the largest crowd, which let's be completely honest, man, that match is the quintessential moment in professional wrestling yes. history. It really is. I don't care if you're a traditionalist. I don't care if you're brand new to this thing. I don't care if you were watching wrestling that in the seventies. The peak of the eighties boom. And, and I even will say, as far as wrestling in general, man. I mean, as far as a moment. That was, that was definitely a milestone moment. It was definitely a sure. moment, man. It, it's definitely up there. But once again, the lack of music enhanced it and you know man we cannot talk about music and professional wrestling and not bring up real american you can't do it we got to talk about the wrestling album a little bit gotta talk about that uh the real american hulk hogan or or barry Barry and and mike you know exactly because (laughs) it it didn't start out with that's true started out with uh mike rotundo and barry windham the The, usa express us express right right and, and let's be honest, man, Hulk Hogan's theme music for that time. If you ever want to go back to it, uh, if you ever want to hear it, you know, obviously, you know, look it up on YouTube. But yeah. it was actually put on. This was on the wrestling album. It was on there, and it was also on the cartoon. That's right. That's yeah, right. It was, it was actually promo. It was, it was the That's theme right. song for the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. That is right. Yes. Which was starting to become a marketable thing for Vince at that time because he was looking at getting into the MTV era. Yes. Bringing MTV into the wrestling. Which he, he did with, with great success, With Cindy Lauper. And, you know, Vince McMahon also wanted to be a concert promoter. Yes. You know, before he was into wrestling. So his so Vince McMahon, you know, you talk about Fritz having his pulse on music. You know, Vince did as well. You know, I think Vince maybe even more so because he had his pulse on MTV. He had it on. He definitely had it on the biggest um, outlet yes. for that and for the new generation of music. Now Crockett Senior did a lot of music promotions in Dusty. Charlotte. Dusty was big on Dusty that man. Dusty big. knew music. Dusty knew a lot of pop music in this area. You know, as far as pop country, old country, yes, stuff like that. Willie. Uh, Waylon, he, you know, David Allen Coe. Now, I'm not talking about actual theme songs, but people no. he would tour with tour or, with. or bring All on those, the, the bash. The bashes, you know, he would, he would have, feature them heavily. You know, Willie Nelson. Wait. Like you said, David Allen Coe, okay. yes. Waylon Jennings. Waylon, you know, yes. who's my favorite country singer is Waylon, yeah. you know. But, you know, we, we once again, we would be, uh, I think, in the wrong if we didn't bring up Born to Boogie by Dusty you know Dusty's theme music would change you know sometimes yes. he'd come out to Bob Seger sometimes he'd come he out to uh, to Hank Jr. I remember him more or less coming out to Hank Jr. Hell, I remember him at Starcade 84 coming out to Prince's Purple there Rain. you go man I forgot about that but you're right and hey let, and you know Mike another great and segue which was holy where did that come from and it worked but it, but it, it was, worked it was the biggest single 
one of the biggest singles of that year. Yeah, exactly. You and couldn't go anywhere and not hear Purple Rain. By Prince, which, what a great time that had to be to be alive. Yeah. Man. I mean, that's one of the greatest songs, you know, another one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. But Dusty also, but you know, talking about Starcade, you know, Mike, we were talking earlier when we began the podcast here about when the music start. You know, going back to Gorgeous George, which, wow, like I said, man, holy shit, there, there's my cursing for the day. You know, I had no idea. But, you know, the, the earliest recorded music that I remember as a fan was Ric Flair. In 2001. 2001 Space, Space Odyssey. Odyssey. And that was uh, the first time I remember that was either Starcade 83 or 4. Yes. And they played the entire song. Uh -huh. Then he walked out. But, you know, I think it's a testament. You know how I feel about Ric Flair, man. Yes. In kayfabe, I'm, I've always gave him heat. Oh, yeah. You know, I've always hated on Ric Flair, quote, unquote, but I love Ric Flair, yes. man. Ric Flair is a... a He's a, the man. He's the man. He's the man. He is absolutely He's the man. The man. And you know what, and that goes perfectly with what I was just about to say. When your theme music from a, a major motion picture in 2001 Space Odyssey is, is is widely accepted as one of a of a great movie. I personally yes. didn't get into it that much, but it was okay. But anyway, but you know, society itself views that movie as, as very um, as a very good movie. You know, but it's not a Star Trek. No, start, no, 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 Jesus Christ, man, no, no easy, easy, but <laughs> live long and prosper, brother, but <laughs> I do think it's a testament to how popular Ric Flair is, that his music is not, no longer connected to that movie, when people hear no, that, no. I'm talking mainstream people yes. here, man, I'm not talking about fans like us, I'm talking about your average, everyday person. When they hear that music, they do not think of that movie. That's Ric Flair's music. That's Ric Flair's music. That's Ric Flair. That's, that is not no longer Woo! Stanley Kubrick's music. Yeah. That is now, and has been for decades, generation even, Ric Flair's music, yes. man. And, uh, you know, like I said, once again, we would be, you know, we would be in the wrong, I think, to, to have a, a show about music and wrestling and not talk about that. Right. Because not only that, Mikey, but that music has stayed with him. How many other wrestlers have had the longevity that Ric Flair's had, and is still using the same exact intro music. That would, There's not a lot, man. Hogan. Hogan? Hogan. I, I, I would give it to Hogan. But even then, man, he was using that it music. Took it, it took him a couple years. To, know, to so, get it. So, yeah, you know, a couple years after that, yeah. Sure. I, yeah. I would put, you know, another one I'd put over probably would be Shawn Michaels, believe it or not. I, I would actually put, because he did his own custom music. and it's That's true. You know, I, yeah, I would actually put Shawn's. Shawn. And Macho Man, obviously. Macho Man, obviously. Obviously, yeah. man. God yeah. rest his soul. Uh, yeah. But, and I guess you could maybe say Bad Street, but, you know, man, a lot of people on the street are, don't really, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You, you know, yeah. but, uh, well, I guess they might not know Shawn Michaels' music either, but, but you know what I'm saying. Be, it would be close. You, you you might get away with that, but I would think between Flair and, and Hogan and Macho Man, that, those three, you would say, yes, that's quintessential. Well, you know, obviously, you know, in the modern era, right. um, you know, Stone Cold. Oh, oh and, yes. But there again, Stone Cold had several different incarnations of his own yeah. theme music sure did man yeah um but yeah i mean I, I would say without a doubt you know flair has the most recognizable theme song ever uh, ever, ever ever man ever. ever and like i said i think it and you know just talking about rick flair and i know we're probably going to do a, a five month series on rick flair at some point and we're going to be lucky to get it all in in five months but i just want to say a little side note about rick i was thinking about him the other day have you noticed how rick flair has become like more mainstream popular these last couple of years yes like like outside of wrestling like yes. how like like a lot of uh new rappers yeah, are, are really used, music. you know because man you know all these you know a lot of these rap songs talk about the stuff rick flair was talking about back in the 80s about having the money you know having yeah. the girls you know his, his watch costs more than your house you know yes. these type of things the rappers that are young and up-and-coming rappers and i love that man i love seeing rick mainstream i love because you know 
you could argue that that's fairly new for Rick. You know, right. Hogan's always been in the mainstream. Yes. You know, for good or bad. Yes. You know, Rick, oh, yeah. you know, Rick was always more of a niche, but now he's mainstream. Dude. Right. You know, and I, I think that's great. But you know, Mike, we were talking about a little bit of WWF and modern modern music or modern wrestling, and I know this isn't necessarily modern. It's about twenty years old at this point. But you know, for me, when I think of music and professional wrestling, I think of it start when I started watching it. You know, and you can go back into the histories, but I can trace it up to about ECW. Wow. Was okay. About the time, well, definitely the well, time so, that you know recorded music was still being used. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and you know, and there goes again. You know, they were a local promotion on, that, on yes, local sir. TV. Yes, sir. Now, could get away with that right right because the internet was still in its infancy at this point right. it was around but yeah. not a lot of people had it right and i don't know if it was even capable of having these video streams and things like this right. but you know mike before we get into like the because i definitely want to talk about some ecw theme music i got to talk about gorgeous jimmy garvin man. Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> well see we knew we knew going into this we we're gonna we're probably, gonna miss we're probably probably gonna miss you know a good bit of I have Jimmy Garvin in my notes. I have four things on my notepad. (laughs) (laughs) I know you people at home can't see it. I literally have four things, and it was to uh, to include Game Swap, to include the Millennium Wrestling Federation, which we're going to get to you guys at the end of the show, ECW, which we're about to talk about, and Gorgeous Jimmy Garvin. That's all I have on my notes. But I knew I I definitely had to talk about Gorgeous Jimmy, man. Jimmy Garvin, man. Brother. Talk about a sharp-dressed man. That's going back to the world class, you know, and and, and going into the AWA, NWA. Yes. Sharp dressed man by ZZ, ZZ Top. Top, and it was electric, dude. When that music, for one, let's just oh. call it that song's badass. Yeah, that song's badass. Yeah. It's a classic, man. It's one of those songs that never gets old. It's one of those songs, man. I don't care what generation you're born into, no. is you're going to like this song. If not, then I don't know. I, I have nothing I can do for you. All right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, ain't nobody perfect, brothers. <laughs> but uh, man, when Jimmy would come out to sharp dressed man. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, Jimmy is one of those heels that you just could not boo, man. You just could not hate on Gorgeous Jimmy. It was tough because, you know, it was tough because Jimmy was so funny. Yes. So good. And and the music. It's not my fault. It's not his fault, man. It's not my fault. And he he smiled all the time. I'm going to beat your brains in and it's not going to be my my fault. fault. And he's smiling and he's talking about Wahoo McDaniels being a stinky Indian, you know, as he's teasing his hair. And he's, he's got talking about his squeeze. <laughs> yeah, this, precious. He's right there, you know, keeping the air fresh for him. Oh, how can? And, and when you add on top of his, just man, his charisma was ten out of ten. Over the top. His, his work was, rate was great. Yes. I mean, he could go bell to yes. bell with anybody. Yes. I mean, man, those matches he had with Ric Flair were tremendous. Man. Yeah. I mean, those absolutely. are tremendous matches. But Mike, when you want the wanna, only thing I, I had against Jimmy, and was his it, brother? No. No. <laughs> No, <laughs> come on. His, his, his brain buster. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I did not like his brain buster finish. Murdoch had Murdoch had the best. Dick Murdoch had the brain. That brain buster. shit looked like it kill you oh for my real. God, your brain. Jimmy Garvin's was a suplex. Yeah, I mean yeah, it was yeah, a it suplex. Was. It was a suplex that went a little wrong at the end. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it looked like got a little botch. Yeah, it, you know, yeah. it was like you sitting down. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But you know, Mike. Go, going back to just how cool he was and how he, he was, was trying to be oh, a heel. Super cool. But let me ask you, man, e- even with all these great things like his charisma, did the music of ZZ Top not just add to the part yes. of, damn, it's so hard to hate yes. on this guy? How could you not go, yes! Oh. How could you not jump out of your chair and start just exactly. pumping your fist yeah. 
We're this, just strutting. Yeah, and he's doing his hair, man, and, and Precious is doing yeah. the air freshener. I mean, oh. once again, you're talking about a full production, a full package mm -hmm. here, man. And that music was such a huge part of that presentation. Yeah. You, I don't know if you could have done it with custom-made yeah, music. No, you, you no. Know, I just don't. Yeah, it wouldn't have had the same impact. I don't think so, man. No. I don't think it would have. No. I, 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 like I said, man, it's just so... And it's not just about music itself, Mike, because let's be honest, man, there's been some pretty cool custom-made songs, yeah. you know. We'll get into some WWF yeah. stuff here in a little while. WCW? WCW as well, man. They uh, The NWO thing. Right. You, we cannot, we will not end this without that, because that's high, high, yes. high on the list. But, you know, but but, but before we get into NWO, man, let's, we, we talked about Jimmy. I want to make sure Jimmy got his shout-out. <laughs> you know, I had to, but, man. But, okay, let's turn this on the flip before we go get off of this subject of ZZ Top short ZZ Top's sharp dressed man on that you also had uh, the Fantastics using that same theme in UWF which I don't know it, you know That's it right. happened I, I it, forgot about that it happened in different territories yes with certain songs that's right that somebody could use one that you established with with another wrestler because right. they're gone they've moved on, yeah, moved they're, on. They're, they're, or right. you're not even seeing what's going on over here as right. opposed to what you're seeing in your territory right right in other words there's no way to know somebody's biting off your music yeah if you have no because even the magazines wouldn't talk about that right. you, you know so no. there was absolutely no way to know like me and you would not know no. that fantastics are using this song in Memphis, let's say we but, went at the time we wouldn't know that. Yeah, so they're using it in the UWF and Mid South, and they're getting over like crazy. Oh with yeah, it. man, yeah. Well, but that, that was a I great. I think it, it's it's a definitely a different. It's a definitely a different feel with it. Oh yeah, from what Jimmy was doing with his and what the Fantastics were doing with theirs. And I think a lot of that might have to do with the the, the fact, man, that the Fantastics were babies and they're yeah. trying to get over. Where Jimmy right. was just being cocky. Yeah, he was so cocky and cool about it, man. You could not. Well, we definitely should do a podcast on antiheroes in wrestling. Yes. You know about the people like the Horsemen are a great example of that, man. The Horsemen had probably just as many fans as Dusty. Did. Yes, you know Jimmy Garvin, man. I, I was the biggest Mark kid. I, I know I've said it. And I will say it again but man i love the midnight express uh -huh. and i love gorgeous jimmy garvin yes. and i think well i don't think it man i know that a lot of the reasons i love both of these you know competitors you know the tag team and the singles was their music right it comes back to that man i had man my daddy i feel so bad for dad because as i was <laughs> getting into this music you know my my wants for like toys and things like that started oh, turning yeah. to cassette tapes yeah oh yeah you know i mean i couldn't go that to the flea so market without man. hey i want that cz oh. top man that's uh that's gorgeous jimmy's music and you know dad being cool you know he'd hook me up a little bit here and there you know he'd throw me a tape you know we'd we'd go to the flea market and get the bootleg guy so you know <laughs> yep. i tell you you know and speaking of that you know one of my first albums ever and i'm talking album lp that i ever bought was Michael Jackson's Thriller. That was mine. That was actually mine. Yes. I bought it from yes, sir. Sky City with my yes. own money. Me too. Not my money, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And the very first song on that album is Beat It. Beat It, yeah. And you know how I know about that? Who came out to that? Manny Fernandez. That's, yeah. I knew somebody when the you started talking Bull, about it. Manny Fernandez yes. came when that when that hit. And see, there you go, man. Prime example. Boom. Right there. Same thing. Yep. When, when I figured out who ZZ Top was and I figured out who uh, Leonard Skinner was once again, you know, when I figured out Black Sabbath, especially the right. Sabbath one. Because when I heard Iron Man, you know, once again, like, Freebird changed my life, Leonard Skinner changed my life. But when I heard Iron Man, that was, it was scary. Yeah. It yeah. was scary. Yeah. 
That was the great this thing was, about yeah, about heavy was, metal oh, back in the back in oh, those man. days. This is this is dark, this dark is, stuff. It's ominous. Oh, this is oh. scary. And, and when you had that little bit of satanic thing going on, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, Ozzy's a devil worshiper. Right. People killing themselves. You oh, know, yeah, like, this especially was, in the eighties. This was in the news. Yes, this was like yes, this was fresh. This was front Kiss. page. Kiss was another one. You yes. know, the Judas Priest stuff was was yes. about to even even. It had either started or is about to get started. Yes. But Ozzy was in the news. Mm-hmm. Suicide Solution was the big thing. Yes. Ozzy's the singer of Black Sabbath and Iron Man. So you already kind of hear that on the news. Yeah. You already kind of have a little suspicion of these things. And when you hear that Iron Man, it's ominous, oh. man. It's dark. Oh, yeah. it's, it's it's written in minor keys. Oh, you know, it's just so... Oh. It scares you. Yes. And then when you see the Road Wars, who I loved. Yes. Road Wars were my favorite tag team, mm-hmm. man, of all time. Of all time, man. Yep. They are my favorite tag team. I love the Midnight Express. When those two clash, clash oh, Jesus, man. Yes. Just greatness upon greatness. Yes. But, yeah, there was something about Iron Man, dude. It just was. Yes. And, uh, yeah, even with the Midnight Express team, even though it didn't scare me, no, it, 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 it pumped me up, though. Yeah. It's like, wow, man, yeah. this is super cool. Yeah. You know, it's like something I haven't heard. But you know, my, let, let's go ahead. Let's get into ECW, man. I know I touched on that because I once again I think ECW, and we, we once again, dude. I'm sure we'll do a podcast on ECW. But to me, ECW was the last great era of music and wrestling. Yes, you know because it wasn't oh, custom. Yes, you know, um, right? You, you know, I think of the Sandman coming out to Inner Sandman. Oh, uh, and he's coming out to a song that I detest. Right. Well, I was kind of liked it. You I know, <laughs> detested this song. Because honestly, when this song came out, it, it was on the radio all the time, nonstop. MTV, nonstop. Still is. <laughs> it, they still ever play it, man. That's something about the radio. They do tend to, you know, it's okay, man. It's a good thing, but you don't have to. Right, and, and right. everybody treats it as the only Metallica song that has ever been. And anybody who knows Metallica knows the Black Album was their their downfall. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest, I mean, it, man. It was their most successful album, but it was also as. as Artists go, I as think. As Metallica as a whole. I think it's when they really started dropping. Man, right. they went pop. Yeah. I mean, they went poppy, yeah, man. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, there's Good no for man. them. Hey, man. They're, they're, they're doing it. They're about to sell out coming yeah. up in a couple months yeah. here in Charlotte. Man, God bless them. Yeah. Good for them. Uh, good for them, man. They yeah. put out, you know, two, maybe three great albums, four, kind of, if you count, the Kill Them All. Early stuff, yeah. Oh, man, Master of Puppets and Ride of Lightning mm-hmm. are masterpieces. Yes. I mean, there's nothing greater, but, man, that was, Kill Them All's good. It's okay. Right. And Justice for All's okay. There's some bass in it, but yeah. whatever. As a yeah. bass player, I'm a little shitty on that, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, man, yes, the Sandman even can make Mikey Payne. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> well, I heard, well, I heard that, you know, the Sandman's doing his deal with that. I mean, you know, I, I I accept this. Yes, it was hey, it was hey, badass. This, this is all right. It fit. This is all right. And it was the first on Cole Steve Austin. Really? But here's the thing, <laughs> that you heard that whole song with Sandman because yeah, he he did the, he milked it, man. You heard that whole song, and that's not because he's wrestling to it. No, because we're about to go into somebody else. I'm about to get into the gangsters here in a minute. Uh huh. He he is just. <laughs> Drinking beer the whole time. The whole time. He's still he's hitting still, himself with a can, you know. He's still out on the outside of the ring. He's, he's, he's putting around. He's drinking beer, drinking beer. All right, here, <laughs> let's have another one. Drinking beer. Even it's a long the, song, so yeah, we're he's gonna have gonna, a lot of beer. He's gonna be buzzing, uh, man. There's even footage going around of him actually throwing up before yeah, he gets yeah. it. <laughs> and I've always said the Sandman. You can was, drink a six pack, you know, as long as that, as long as that song is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Maybe a twelve, depending on who you are. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. you know, and, and that was one thing I always say about Sandman, dude. That was the original Stone Cold. I mean, yeah. it really was. Stone yeah, it Cold really was. was all over that gimmick. Yes. 
But you know who else did we have, man? We had Raven. Raven. Raven's yeah, music, man. Yeah. To, to, to offspring. the offspring. Yes, sir. Keep them separated. Or uh, what's the actual name of the song? Uh, uh, come out and play. That's it. Yes, yeah. yes. Great. I mean, great stuff, man. Um, who else was around? I can't remember what Tommy. Dreamer. Tommy Dreamers. Allison Chains. Chains. Yes, yes. Chains. man in, in the, the box. box. Yes, yeah, yes. I was trying to remember what that was. Yeah. Um, but to me, the best ECW music. And, and and we got to go because we're changing genres a little bit, man. Yes. We've mostly been talking about rock and roll, metal, now, and, and rap music had been introduced through the new breed. We talked about that, yes, you know, we, with the new breed and, and using the Beastie Boys, uh, "Fight for Your Rights." Right. Which now, let's be completely honest, man. Now that to me, once again, was my first introduction to rap music. Absolutely. But but the Beastie Boys were always kind of on that that because of the the time they came out that Def Jam kind of you know yes. in between genres and you, know, you got the mix of metal and, and rock metal and rap yeah and even a little bit of punk yes. you, you know absolutely so the Beastie Boys they were technically rap music Fight for Your Right is technically considered a rap song I, I think some people can argue that because right. they, they do use live instruments there is a it's a great song man yes. it's, a, it's a jam I love that to this day it's one of my favorite songs but as far as hardcore rap music I go to the gangsters. Using Gangsters. it, and man, in my opinion, and this is New Jack and, and Mustafa. Mustafa, and, and uh, anybody that's not familiar with New Jack, I highly recommend going on and checking some of his shoot interviews and some of his workout. Ooh. This guy is nuts. He's the real deal, man. I gotta be real cool what I say about New Jack. I know we on the podcast, we on the low end, but if somehow or another he got win. I don't want the man coming after me because, brother, lit, that guy ain't no he joke, lit. man. I think he's got three or four justifiable homicides. Ooh. He was a bounty hunter. Yeah. This guy's killed people, man. So, uh, I mean, so, but but I'll tell you what else he killed, and that was the crowd, man, oh, when they would come God. out to Natural Born Killers yeah. by Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Now, me being a rap fan, you know me, Mike, I'm a huge hip-hop fan, especially from the... You know, I'd say the no, 80s. he wasn't killing the crowd. Well, well, but he was killing them with, with being yeah, a badass. Was, yeah, he was killing them with being a badass. He wasn't killing the crowd. He wasn't, you know. Was, Literally, yeah. you know, well, <laughs> depending yeah. on the crowd. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. man, they would play this entire song while, the cra- while they worked their matches. Oh, God, the whole. The whole show. The I mean, whole, the, the whole match. And, and, and they would do it on a loop. On a loop. The, the song didn't end no. until the match was over. Nope. And if you're not, we're going to put some links to these songs, man. I'm going to get some links on our on our YouTube. If you're not familiar with the song "Natural Born Killers" by Ice oh Cube God. and Dr. Dre, you're doing yourself a disservice every moment you go without hearing this. It's, it's, a, it's, a, imagine, he, it's imagine, heavy. It is heavy. It's oh, one of the heaviest so songs ever. Just recorded. imagine beating somebody's ass to that song on a loop. On a loop for about ten minutes, man. I think man. that was probably New Jack's life for real. For, for real, man. Whenever he would go on a job <laughs> to do his bounty hunt, and I could see him putting that shit on. And just yeah. and just beating the fuck out of somebody, yeah. man, and and that song, and just to give you a little background on this song, once again, I just you know me and Mike just said it's very heavy. It's a heavy rap yeah. song. Oh yeah. It the lyrics are it's just dark. it's dark, man. It, it's um it's it's heavy. It's dark. It's scary. Yeah. It's a little scary. And I, I know we have a mutual friend of ours, a guy named Christo, who started out in the wrestling business with us. Right. Uh, Christo, I hope you're listening, brother. If if you're not, then you, we're going to have to get on to you about that. But uh, the reason I'm bringing up Christo, and I know some people out there may or may not know this man, he hates rap music. He hates rap music, always has hated rap music. You know, he is a rock and roll guy. He loves the Rolling Stones. You know, he, he's just an old school classic rock. Yeah. ACDC type, right. you know, uh, that's kind of his style of music. Hates rap music, loves, loves this song, and he loves it because he's a wrestling fan and he was introduced to this mm-hmm. through the gangsters through ECW. And I remember us having a conversation back in the day. We went to the mall and he bought this album. 
And I was like, Christo was buying a rap album. I know a lot of people are like, who the fuck cares about some guy named Christo, blah, blah, blah. But if you know this guy, you oh, understand how God. big of a deal yeah. this is yeah. and how fundamentally mind-blown I was oh, yeah. when he yeah. bought this. That, that's just a, a little testament to how honest God badass yes. Natural Moral Killers yes. is. Once again, I will put a link to that one. And once again, just like Mikey said, imagine watching a couple of badass. I mean, Mustafa and New Jack were the real deal, man. They were cool as shit. They were badasses, and they were just going there and beat the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah. With, with weapons. I mean, they, I mean, they and would. A, and a soundtrack. <laughs> with yes, to, and a soundtrack was beating ass. And there's no other song I think that could fit. No, there, there's no other man yeah. because you know they were the gangsters, so they they had gangster rap music, and they had the heaviest, in my opinion, probably the heaviest gangster rap song oh, yeah. ever put down. For man, sure. I mean, it, it's so good. For sure. Um, anybody I'm missing, VCW? Wow. Right? Okay. Uh, let's see. There were there were a lot. You know, you had a lot of guys that came in and did a lot of stuff. Those those definitely are standouts. I yes. think you know, just incredible. You know, did his with you know maybe not so much a, a mainstream band as far as prong. Yeah, but but they your were finger, snap, snap your neck, neck. Yeah. yeah that that was big that was around the metal way. community yeah absolutely now um, prong was was huge at that time yeah um, gosh I'm trying to think of of anybody else well you know time. you know like I said we're gonna miss stuff oh absolutely Shane Douglas oh my God man how did we forget that one we didn't we just we, well <laughs> how did I forget that one dude yeah. perfect strangers well, I almost did for is, sure but yeah yeah that is one of my all time favorite yeah who would have thought. But my God, it's so perfect. You know what I hate about that song? Is that I didn't think about it being intro music myself. Yeah. That's the only thing I hate about that song being intro yeah. music is I didn't think of it. Because it fucking is perfect. It's perfect. Once again, if you... Everything about that song eh, is the perfect. way it goes. Yeah. It's perfect. Oh, yeah. Once again, people, I, I would definitely link yeah. uh, to Perfect Strangers because it is a tremendous song. One of my Once again, man, one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. And once again, I was introduced to that song... Through wrestling and Mike, you know, this is at a time of my life where I was familiar with Deep Purple. Yeah, I, 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 I knew know. these bands. I was no right. longer ignorant to the ways of rock and roll, man. I had had my quote unquote cherry popped a long time ago as far as music, and I'm still being introduced to songs that not only do I like, but man, have gone down to be some of my favorites of all times through yes. professional wrestling. Yes, yes. Once well, again, let's talk about well, you know, ECW's opening for their TV show. Oh man. I, and not even that, but some of their vignettes or some of their oh, uh, some man. of their liners. Oh. You know, they would use Rage Against the Machine, man. Oh yeah. They would use uh, God, man. Who White did the zombie? Zombie, yes, White yes, zombie. yes. Um, they used you know, Kiss. Rob zombie. Who used Kiss? That was a uh, Taz. Taz came out of the yes. War Machine. War Machine. Another. Holy crap! Another one, man. That worked so good for him. Now, now I was actually familiar with that one. Yeah. Believe it or not, I was actually yeah. familiar with this song. And when Taz yeah. would come out to it, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean. Kiss. That, kiss, man. I'm kiss. A, you know, and I know how much you love Kiss. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, not a big fan, but <laughs> no, it, it's, one of those, it's one of those things. Where it's it, like, it, wow. It fit. This is, you know, a band from 30 years ago. Kiss is not even on the radar. At no, this not point. at this, this point. This is like, no. the, you know, the mid-90s. Yeah, they're still, they're out kiss of the is, face paint. Kisses. They haven't gone back to the face paint. No, yet. yeah, Kiss yeah. is done. Yeah, I mean, at this point, nobody cares about Kiss. Right. You pop Taz with Kiss has got a thunder. Well, uh, or War Machine. War, War Machine. Machine. Yeah. yeah, War Machine. Yeah. And, and Bam. And boom. There it is. It is. Now, speaking of Kiss, you know, should we talk about the demon in WCW? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I mean, well, but then again, it's still a music 
wrestling. Oh yeah, for sure. Cause well, they did their the Kiss did their performance on yes, sir, on Nitro. On Nitro. Well, you know, Mike, if we're to introduce this character of the, the demon. demon. Whoo, buddy. Who was it? Brian Adams? Wasn't that Brian Adams? That one, yeah. Uh, or was it the other one? Not okay. Brian Adams. Sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> and you know, Mike. Brian Clark, Brian Adams. Uh, which I did like Chronic. I thought that yeah, was a pretty cool tag. Yeah. I thought they were yeah. pretty pretty good. Yeah. But you know, Mike, since we're talking WCW, uh-huh. you know, once again, let, let's maybe segue into WCW. Okay. Because, we, you know, we just talked about the demon. All right. We can't leave out Master P, bro. Oh, hell, you here know, we go. Hootie hoo! You know I was going to do it, man. I, look. I was hoping just somewhere <laughs> it would just be you gotta, one of those things we forget. Nah, how can you forget Master P, man? Master P uh, made you say, uh, remember that. Uh, <laughs> and every time I would see him on TV, i go, uh. Uh, uh. Hey, I don't care what anybody says, man. That first Master P CD was the shit. I had it. I played uh, it out. I'll put it on the day. Oh, yeah. The first one, man, Ghetto Dope, that was good shit. But whatever. You know, we're going to we're gonna just give Master P a little bit of props. Maybe not the best in WCW. No. Maybe, this was ill. Man. This was ill conceived. Yeah, I was going to say, man, having a, a rapper come into a southern-based company as the baby face with the country guys being the heels... Uh, man, maybe that booking could have got a little, little flipped. You know, it may have worked in the northern territory, but in the south, even in, in the nineties, man, it was still. And Master P wasn't maybe considered. He didn't have the most credibility amongst the rap scene. You know, he wasn't a Tupac. He wasn't no, a B.I.G. He wasn't was a, an N.W.A. or a Snoop. He wasn't anybody on that level. Master mm-hmm. P was always. I love Master P's first album, but a lot of people didn't, and I think. You know, that didn't help him coming right. in. You know, if it had been a, a better established rapper, maybe. But even in WCW. Red Man, Method Man. Oh, dude, I've been all over that shit, man. I mean, that would have been the tag team. Yeah. Well, hell, man, while we're talking about that, what about the Insane Clown Posse? Ooh. I mean, they were involved, man. They were there. And, they, and they've actually done some decent stuff they, in wrestling, they, man. They, they've been involved heavily in wrestling. In wrestling. And I, I like Stranglemania. I like those tapes. I don't know if I like anything they've done now, directly. Let's smarten everybody up. The straight oh, media yeah, tapes. Yeah, yes. What are those? Now that's from the uh, the death matches, if I'm yes. correct. Yeah. Or, or some independent. They, right. A lot of the Japan stuff. Yeah. The independent stuff that they were doing the death matches there, and they would do their own commentary. They're, right. Or, which was, was pretty damn funny, it's man. Pretty damn funny. It really is what people love. <laughs> ICP people hate ICP. Man, their commentary on these tapes. It's pretty. It's pretty on point, man. Yeah. It really is. Well, if you're a wrestling purist, you're not oh, going to want. You're oh, not going to want to watch this. No, no. If you're a purist, man, just go ahead and, and skip it. <laughs> but if you just want some fun stuff, watch it's, it. It's hilarious. I'm man. not big on ICP right. as far as music wise. Right. Um, but this stuff is hilarious. It's gold, man. Yeah. Some of and, and I like when they worked with the oddity. Some, you know, and you know they jump back and forth between WCW you say and WWE. Well. When they showed up, yeah, you know when they made an appearance, yeah. you know, but but God bless them for being in, but God bless them for being in the there business was worse. and trying to. There was worse, and they always do try to put wrestling over. Yeah, you know, love yeah. or hate a man, they yeah. they are loyal to this thing, yeah. and you know, and I've always liked some of their music. I've, I, you know, I'm not a juggalo, obviously by any stretch, but I like some of their music. Some of it I think is a little hokey, but for the most part, man, I respect them as far as wrestling goes because they've always had a place in their. You know, in their circumstances and scenarios to fit wrestling in, right. whether it's in their music. I mean, one of their albums is called The Great Malenko, man. I mean, and that's a great album. Yeah. Honest to God, man, for for their fans, that's considered to be one of the best, if not right. the best. 
you know, obviously it's subjective, but you know, man, they're still paying homage to to the the art form that we love and we're talking about right now. So I'll give ICP the props as far as that goes. I give them props across the board, man. I think ICP's great marketers, but that's neither here nor there, man. We can maybe talk about that a little bit depth later on. You know. Well, if you're done selling the ICP to everybody, <laughs> like Laser Tron, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else in that WCW era that sticks out as far as music-wise? Just the I mean, NWO, man. Uh, and the Wolfpack. The Wolfpack theme was badass, man. Right. Talking about rap music, the Wolf ga- or the Wolfpack intro. Oh, yeah. That, that was hard, that's, man. That's, I will listen to that one on its own, to be honest with you. Uh, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were always kind of ahead of the curve with that stuff. Right. They understood where that they, was especially those... rap music at that time. Yeah. Because it was huge, man. Yeah. You, you had the B.I.G. Oh, Pac sure. era. That was all, in sure. fact, man. I I think both of those guys were still alive when they started. I, I'd have to get my. I think they passed away around ninety eight or so. Anyway, man, that's neither here nor there. They they had their finger on that, man. Right. But the actual NWO music itself, that's iconic, man. It is. It's iconic, it dude. Is. Maybe maybe quite honestly, the last truly great custom made intro music in wrestling. Maybe to me, I think it is. That's from my world, my viewpoint. I think it was the last great iconic intro music. I think we may have some arguments on that. Sure, man. Yeah, that was definitely one of the biggest ones. Right. Uh, but I don't think it was. I don't think it was definitely not the last. What well, What would you? Where would you go with that? I mean, you've got so much uh, coming in on that. You've got Austin's theme music. That's true. The Rocks. The Rocks, but Rocks kind of went, you know, a different way. Yeah. Different. Uh, you, and different. You just never. The last one that would stick, I would say, is like. Maybe you know, Stone Cold. Uh, that one. Well, no, The Rocks' last theme, I think that was probably one that was going to stick. John, Th- <coughs> John Th- uh, Cena. Cena. Oh, John yeah. Cena. John Cena. It's yeah. like, I can hear you, but I can't see you. Yeah, well, I can't. <laughs> I can't see the words. I can't see, I can't see saying out. it. Huh. But. Yeah. <laughs> John Cena. John Cena's actually had two. That's true. I, I, That's I, true. You're right, man. You know what, brother? I, I may, I'm going to go back on my NWO. I'm going to say it was what Cena's using now. Yes. That, now, that's, but, the, that's the biggest the one. Biggest. That's, that's the biggest. But Thug and Office was kind of hard, man. It was. But Thug and Office was pretty good, dude. Mm. You know, I'm going to be honest with you, Mike, and you heard it here live on the podcast first. Mm. I'm a fan of John Cena, the rapper, to be completely honest with you, man. I'm a fan of John Cena, the person. Well, I am too. I am too. I think John Cena is is great, man. Yeah, I, I, I cannot put I that guy. I still say over. he's this this era's Hogan. Oh, without a doubt, man. Without For a sure. doubt. Oh, he he's been the the flag bearer without a doubt. Now, I mean, I've seen the flag. I haven't seen him. Right, right. I gotta quit those yeah, yeah. jokes. But no, man. I mean, um, I love Cena, and I love like I said, man. I think he's a dope rapper. Yeah. I mean, they. And I say I actually use the term dope rapper, but I was watching an interview with Snoop Dogg. And Snoop, they asked him, hey, what do you think about John Cena? And he said, and I quote, he's a dope rapper. And uh, I think he is, man. Okay, I know we're talking music, but I, let me just say, when Cena was doing that gangster rapping thing, and he was coming out doing those freestyles on people, that shit was good, man. That was good stuff. When he was cutting these little battle raps. You're talking I, about like the battle raps on MTV? Dude, I liked it, man. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was, he cut one whew. on Big Show one time, brother, and it had me in tears. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, he I mean, would just cut Cena can lay down a lot of work on the mic yes. like nobody else. He can, he can be funny or he can be real. He can get really real. He can yes. get real. And a lot of times I'll, he'll have my attention. 
Absolutely, bro. With anything. Absolutely. Not so much on the rap, though. Uh, see, I was, did. I like the rap. Just, it felt <laughs> like, this is force. What are, you, what are you doing? You see, you know, Mike, I disagree with that, man. I felt that it was something that came natural to him. Because you can tell he's a fan. He's a, he's a hip-hop head. You can tell this. And I think it did, man. I, I, so I always liked it. It felt like it came. I can almost see seem like I want to be the rapper. It I seemed more the... natural coming from Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Ooh, whoa, whoa. You mean he was going to be alone with his baby tonight? Come on now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? What? I think that's a good place to say let's just quit talking about John Cena. But let's talk about some of these WWF theme songs. Well, let me tell you. Um Let's start off with probably one of the greatest music performers of our era. Oh, Jesus. Honky Tonk Man. Oh, the Honky Tonk Man. God <laughs> almighty. You know, man, it always it always upset me the amount of hate people got because he was just the best singer. Hey. He was the best dancer. Yes. He could play the guitar better than anybody else. Yes. People still boo the greatest intercontinental champ. You what know how I feel about do? the Honky Tonk Man. What are you going to do? Well, haters are going to hate, bro. I know. Haters are going to hate. Jesus Christ, if there's ever true words. He's a honky-tonk hon- man. And, man, him, what was the second single? The honky-tonk blues. Was it the honky-tonk blues or snakeskin blues? It was the snakeskin blues yeah. after he gave Jake Roberts the damn blues after he yeah. hit him with his guitar. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, man. Hit after hit after, after hit. After hit, man. He was the man, him, the colonel. Yeah. Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Brother. Great call, man. Oh, yeah. I would have straight up forgot that. That is a great call. Yeah. But you're right, man. There's a there's a great song. Yeah. Um, now here's something I have about WWF or WWE. You know, it's still hard for me. I still get caught oh, up yeah. on it. You know, at that time, you know, definitely WWF. Right. All right. And, and I think now, Mike, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they mo- mostly just had one in, composer. In house. In house composer. In house. I, I early on, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was Jimmy Hart. I think was he doing did. doing a lot of that stuff. Uh, yes, then, sir. Then later on. Uh, Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson, yes. Was doing a lot of the music for later, you know, you were talking in like late 80s, early 90s right. stuff on into the 90s. Going on into. But I think Hart was responsible for a lot of that stuff early on. And, and you know, speaking of the other guy, uh, John, Johns, is that his last Jim name? Johnson. Jim Johnson. Um, I was actually watching an interview with someone, I can't remember who it was, but you know, he's probably got more money no. than anybody. Yeah. Because he owns the rights to all, every single Royalty? song, all those royalties, man. He's actually got probably more money, other than Vince, you right. know, obviously. But as far as WWE employees, mm-hmm. he probably has made the most. But here's the downside of that, about Between him and Hogan. I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Now, as for a non-performer, oh, without a doubt. Right. Well, for, for just a backstage guy, because he owns all that, yeah. all those you know copyrights yeah. and everything. But now, here's the downside of that, Mike. In my opinion, I want to get your opinion on this. You know... All bands tend to have a certain similar sound. Mm-hmm. You know, we can talk about ACDC, you know. I've always said if you like one ACDC song, you like them all, because yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I freaking love that ACDC song, man. I'll listen to that so much in all its different versions yeah, all day absolutely. long. Man. Yeah, uh, Sabbath. Yeah, you know, you got, it's on loop. It's on a constant yeah. loop, man, but it's great. I love those four chords, man. Yeah. It's actually the, the chords and not the band name. Right. Uh, but it's great. Uh, you know, Sabbath is like that. Yeah. Even Van Halen, you know, even something... But, so I guess my issue with some of the WWE music is it all had a similar mm-hmm. style. Yeah, you could tell it was done by the same. All the people. all the in-house music was, you know, that was definitely, and to me, as good as some of it was, oh, yes. and some of it that that went, because you know, with the exception of Hogan's, which was done Rick by Derringer. Rick Derringer, right? 
Uh, and I think Jimmy Hart has something to do with Real American too. I think he uh, he helped. He, helped he, he was in, involved. Get in, yeah, definitely get in on that. Um, besides that, you know, and pomp and circumstance, of course. Much right. Uh, all the other music seemed well. Piper's uh, his bagpipes, bag, you know, bagpipe, but that's you know, public domain, right? You know, type stuff. The rest of it seemed very generic. Yes, it did, man. It does. Or, or well, like you said, that was a public domain with Piper. You know, the Bulldogs had theme, their, their their English, yeah, right, theme, right, which was you know just anthems, right, right. Which Rush, which, you know, Vladimir. Uh, um, no, not the, Vladimir. The Bolsheviks. No, um, uh, yeah, Nikolai, Nikolai, Nikolai Volkov. Nikolai Volkov. Right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, had you know they had theirs. He did the theme. He'd sing it. Yeah, he'd actually come out and sing it. He actually had a great voice, man. Nikolai yeah. Volkov actually had a really good singing voice. He did. That song he does on the wrestling album, which we need to talk oh, a little bit about. Uh, the wrestling album was really great, yeah. though, man. But you know, and we definitely want to well, get here's to. Here's the thing about the wrestling album is they only used maybe what one song. Was as far as like the people's intros, Absolutely. it wasn't much, man. No, you, you had Hillbilly used, Jim, used yeah. his, and JYD, yeah. grab them cakes, and to my and, and real American, if real you want to count that one, yeah. that's about it. Yeah, I can't think of any because Roddy Piper had a great song on that album that never, you know, no. thank everybody or what yeah. was it? Thank everybody or. It really was going to say "fuck everybody," right? That right. that was yeah. what it really, and I think they changed it to "thank everybody," yeah. Yeah. but it means. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. It means the other. Yeah. Um. What, you know, Land of a Thousand Dances. You know, I, that oh one. Oh my god. The video. I remember the video. Oh. Um. And then you know, of course, you went going to Pile Driver, and it came out. Pile Driver after that. Yeah. But you know, man, I want to just kind of before we get into that era, just about some of the more modern music in, in the WWF. We'll, we'll stick with WWF right now. And even though it was very similar, you know, man, we got to talk about the Brood. The Brood's oh, music man. was off the charts, man. Oh, if you remember who the Brood were in, in that Attitude no, area, it was uh, Edge, Edge, Christian, and Gangrel. Yeah, the vampires. They had a vampire. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And their music oh, was... Man, the entrance. Oh, yeah, the, the whole thing. And the whole presentation whole was just badass. Now, let me ask you, Mike. Would you say that maybe the last great musical entrance presentation as a package... Hmm. It's hard to think of anything that's come after that, man, that has that same just nope. staying power, man, that same impact. I would impact. say after that, Bray Wyatt. Okay, well, so that's getting a little bit more in the modern, modern era for me. Uh, yeah. Right, okay. I would say Bray Wyatt, especially, you know, when it was Bray Wyatt and, you know, the, the Wyatt family. Okay, that, right. That had that spooky kind of... Like, ominous. ominous. Yeah, the yes. The lights were out. And, Yes. You know, you just have the lantern, and he's holding it, and the group's walking down to the ring, and, oh, it's, 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 that, that was magic. They, they hit something. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, speaking of Bray Wyatt, man, uh, of the, the little bit of knowledge I have on the modern product, that probably is one of my favorite things that I've seen in the last several right. years was Bray and Wyatt. Great, great, great intro song. Yeah. But it seems like it kind of dropped a little bit. Once again, is why it's so hard to get invested in this yeah. damn thing, and why I just don't really watch it that yeah. much. But, um, well, let, let, I'll tell you, Mike, so we, we brought up the Attitude Era. We're talking a little bit about that. Stone Cold, the glass breaking, you right. know, is iconic. Yes. Absolutely iconic. You know, the Ultimate Warrior, 
theme oh, wow. is always going to be yeah. iconic to me. That's always going to be one of those things where you remember uh, just running. Yes, a little a little generic sounding. It, yeah. it really but is. It was, it was one of those punk songs. And, and it got worked. Your, got everybody going. It worked. You know, yeah. I, I, I talked briefly about Shawn Michaels' song. Absolutely. I, dude, that to me is always one, is really truly an iconic because he did, and he cannot sing, man. Shawn Michaels is not a vocalist. No. But... It worked for him, and it worked on through his career. Not it once did they ever no. change his music. No, and because it, it it was a little hokey, you know, and it almost went from being hokey to iconic. Yeah, it and, did. and it's crazy how that worked for Shawn Michaels. Um, is there anybody else, man, that that we're forgetting in Triple the, in H. the Triple, H. Triple H Motorhead, H. man? Motorhead. How did we once again? How did we forget this? But, yeah, and there were several different. Incarnations yes. of, of a Triple H Motorhead theme themes. Song. Yeah, it's like he had a working arrangement with Lemmy, and God bless you, Lemmy. God <laughs> rest in peace, <laughs> and one of the greatest rock and roll icons. Absolutely, of, you know, all time, man. Lemmy, pure rock and roll, pure rock and roll, man. What yeah. rock and roll is always meant to be was Lemmy kill Mister and uh, Motorhead, and you know, rest in peace, brother, or, or yeah. rest in partying, man. I mean, I, yeah. I doubt if he's if there is a heaven and Lemmy's there. Oh, oh, mm -hmm. I don't know how the hell that happened, but if it's true, he sure as hell ain't resting. There you so, go. So uh, you know, God bless Lemmy kill Mister. Um, so, you know, man, you're right, though. Triple H was another good one. Hulk Hogan coming out to Jimi Hendrix, Voodoo Child. Or, or as uh, that WCW, that, Hollywood Hogan. Hollywood, yes, sir. Or as uh, Mike Tanay used to call it, Hollywood Chili. Do you remember that? I don't. Dude, he said, he, you can tell he's reading off the notes. All right. Because, you know, child is spelled, you know, it's like without the D okay. to kind of give that certain, the, the way it's spoken. Right. Voodoo Child, you mm. know. Obviously, it's Voodoo Child. Yeah. So I think it has an eye in there or something. He called it Voodoo Chili. Voodoo Chili. And me and Shrauncey were like, come on, Mike Tanay, man. This son of a bitch, he can talk about people like these Lucha Libres, man. He He's white. He, oh, He's dude. white. Extra that motherfucker <laughs> clear. That motherfucker like clear Pepsi, man. <laughs> son of a bitch, you see through him, bro. I mean, but goddamn, I'm white, and hell, I know better than that, but, but Jesus yeah, Christ, man. I, he, he, he's a robot. That, that, yes. Like I said, that son of a bitch is crystal clear. But, yeah. But when he said voodoo chili, I'm like, nah, man. Oh, come on. Come on, son. man. Come on. It might, not Mike today. Come on now. I know. You, you know, we're listening here, and, and you know the movie. He knows every, everything. 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 That's something that you can tell, right. you tell, tell you about Japan, 1978. Some motherfucker wearing a mask or some shit. Man, he can't tell you about a Jimi, Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix? <laughs> motherfucker, what? <laughs> Damn he's it, Mike, today. He's not like a new kid either. No, you know man, that motherfucker's old as hell. But anyway, man, I'm getting... I'm, that shit just aggravated me. He's at Woodstock. Yeah, oh. man. <laughs> no, no, he's the one outside of Woodstock telling on people not paying for their tickets. Yeah. Hey, excuse yeah. me, sir, sir. Yeah. Sir, that's Mike tonight, right? He was the, he was the hall don't, monitor. Don't eat the brown chili. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody needs to slip him some chili. <laughs> anyway, okay, Mike tonight, you dropped the ball. But that was badass, man. When Hollywood Hogan came oh, yeah. out, playing that the belt yeah. like a guitar, and, yeah. you know, and, and that was the return of known music. Right. You know, because we hadn't exactly. heard, yes, we yeah, hadn't heard yeah, that. Established music. Yes, yeah. yes. And that was the first time, man. Uh, well, Mike, let's let's talk a little bit about the wrestling album, you know, and about Piledriver. Do you want to talk a little bit about these? I mean... I, I can tell you more about the wrestling album than I can about Piledriver. Me too. Because Piledriver, 
yeah. just did not catch my attention. No. Well, it, not like the wrestling album did. Agreed, agreed. And I don't know, do you think that's maybe because of the newness of the of the wrestling album, or do you think that Piledriver, in my opinion, just wasn't as good musically? It was not as good musically. It really wasn't. In my opinion. My, my that's, mind, that's too. totally my opinion. I don't think it had anything that uh, you could take away from it. Not, for instance, like a real American, you yeah, that was on right. the wrestling album. Right, you take that away. Don't go messing with the country boy. Was a was a classic. Grab yeah. them cakes was a classic, yeah. man. I mean, those are good songs. Yeah. You know what was on Piledriver? Uh, was the Birdman song under some like Coco's thing? Yeah. And I liked it. You know, Coco could actually sing, man. He, I thought he had some chops. Uh, he was not a big Coco fan. Uh, I mean, I mean, Piledriver, of course. The yeah, the, the title the, the, song. The, the, right, and it was. Uh, yeah, I and they even did a music video. Yes, yes, cheesy as hell. Oh yeah, and you know, Mike, that that kind of brings me back to a land of a thousand dances. You know, being a Mark kid, and obviously WWF always been a little bit more theatrical, right. a little bit more of a spectacle than an actual yeah. competition, right. as the NWA and J, you know Jim Crockett's presented it. You know, so it was always a little bit more of that. But I always hated the fact that you had your good guys and your bad guys doing a music video together. Yeah. You had Freddie Blassie over here, and then over here you had like Captain Lou, and I'm like, shouldn't they be fighting? Yeah. You know, I don't think does... these guys in the same room and they're not fighting. That, that's what I'm saying, man. It's like it, you, you know, you build up all this heat. But you could get away with it because you know, you even even still on TV, you know, say like the Piper's Pit, you have a good guy and a bad guy on there. Sometimes they did, sometimes they did. Right, right. They, they could kind of maintain that. But I, it just seemed to take a little bit away from kayfabe. It did. You know, to, to use the terminology, it kind yeah. of broke kayfabe, yeah. I thought. And They're all making uh, making music in the same room? What yeah. the? You know, I'm over here thinking, what are they doing in the breaks? Yeah. You know, what are they doing in between shots, uh, man? I mean, are they got bodyguards keeping them separated? Yeah. I mean, is there a referee off camera, you know? Uh, what about that Vince McMahon guy? He's just a commentator. I mean, yeah. he can't do anything. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, so it always kind of took it away from me personally, man. But uh, Where's Monsoon? Yes, you know, or, or where's Bobby? Yeah, where's Bobby the Brain? We're going yeah. to definitely talk about Bobby the Brain and Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, absolutely. Point, you know. Well, Mike, brother, where, where? So, where do you think we're at at this point? I think, uh, I think we've covered a lot in music. I think we could probably cover a lot more. We probably could. We could probably go home a and... lot, a lot deeper into it. But it's out there. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is, it's out there, yes. and, and a lot of people have done a lot of different so the one subject i wanted to talk about also in this as far as music entrances but and here's where i'm i may be in different odds with some people and we may have this thing this subject split down the middle as far as how other people feel run-ins oh when they would run the music first and then somebody it, does the run. It kills it. Sometimes. It kills it. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. I remember, okay, I remember a lot of those run-ins that Steve Austin did. That if that glass didn't hit, it there was no way. It would never have gotten the reaction that it got. That's a good point. Hogan uh, is another. If you, if you go back to look at when Hogan comes in to save like, Anybody. 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 anybody yeah. And you hear that real American hit. You're jumping. Oh. You know, Mike. You got, you... Good example. WrestleMania, I want to say, I'd have to look back at it, but it was uh, Eugene. Okay. And, um, oh my God, who was it? Uh, 
This is probably getting around the time. Uh, Eugene's around the era I started. Davari and... Uh, I'm not sure. Oh, my gosh. Uh, is I'm this during sure. the time of Mr. America, kind of? No. No, okay, this okay. is Hulk Hogan, straight up Hulk Hogan. Uh, Davari and... Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. They did the terrorist gimmick with him. Okay. Um, and, you know, they're putting the boots to Eugene. Just putting it. You remember Eugene? And Eugene was very over too, yeah. man. You know, this is about the time I was getting out, but I liked Eugene. Right. I liked Eugene a lot. And then Hulk Hogan's music hits, and you will never. And I'll I'll show it to you after after we get done here. And I, everybody, look this up. You will never. I don't think you will ever hear a bigger pop in your life. Really. Than that. You know, Mike. You bring up a good point because you know, especially with. The Stone Cold, because I remember watching, and just recently I was watching some old stuff. You know, I like to go back and watch some of the Attitude Era. There was one scene in particular. I, I don't know what town they were in, but that glass broke, and it was a run-in. It was it was an unscheduled match, right? And that place about exploded. Yeah, like you could feel the energy yes. coming off the television. Yeah. So I get that it works. It works in certain uh, in certain ways. It works, but you know, psychologically, others, it does not. And, and, and psychologically speaking, you know, I've always been a huge fan of the psychology of wrestling, mm -hmm. and you know, I think that's what it wasn't necessarily the athletics that drew me to wrestling; it was entertainment and the psychology of it. And I'm a purist, you know that, man. I think I'm a purist in my own fault. You know, it really kind of keeps me from enjoying it. I think might right. be why oh, I can't yeah. get into yeah. it as yeah. much. But the the purist in me is like, well, how would this person know to have the music queued up? You know what I'm saying? Just a little rinky dink. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to pick. Or it you apart. going by and say, "Hey, hit my music right Yeah, yeah. Run on out Does there. he hold a CD? I yeah, mean, does he keep yeah. a CD on oh, him? You oh. know. But now, of course, you can just digitally. Well, know, that's true. You know, I'm now saying, you yeah. Can. Back then, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially even back in our early days, you'd have to get yeah. an album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd yeah. have to have an like, I gotta rewind this. Uh, <laughs> this cassette. Cassette to the right spot. <laughs> for real, man. Shit off. I got it. hold on for about five minutes while I find. Yeah. Keep beating, his ass. Keep beating him up. Or, hey, man, back in our day, you'd have to crank up the damn turntable. Yeah. You know. Um, but, yeah, man, I guess I could see that because it did add. And it is entertainment. And it is a spectacle. And it is right. a production. I, I, I think, man, you, you may have swayed my opinion of that a little bit. But I still am. I'm, I'm just an old codger yeah. about if it. If you're doing a save, though, I, you know, there, there are times where I don't think that music needs to... It there can take away. No, it can take away from it. Right. Especially if it's a serious moment. Yeah. And, you know, something else is when the guys, and I think too many wrestlers do this today, and I think it's another problem I have with current product, they'll take forever to walk down there because they want their music to play. Yeah. No, man, your friend's getting beat up. you got to run. Get down you there. Get down there. Asshole. Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> man. Dusty Rhodes' fat ass would have got down there twice before somebody got down there in, in current WWF. And that, that I think that's where my... My negative, you know, outlook of it kind of has a little bit to do with that as right. well. But no, I mean, well, here's, you, here's you make a good point, though. Yeah. You really do. I mean, it is. It's a, it's a split theory sure. on, on how it should be done. And it really depends. On, I think it depends on the uh, circumstances and, and what's going on at that time and who it is. Right. Agreed. Agreed. I think you're right, man. It, it has everything to do with the, with the circumstances right. absolutely yeah. going on and not just... In other words, man, there's not just going to be a blanket rule right. or, or an umbrella rule. Okay, well, everybody has to enter into your music or yeah. everybody has to just run out. It, it can vary. Like you said, well, Stone Cold, man. Because when you said that, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Because when that glass would break, you know, I think the glass breaking is more iconic than the music. Oh, yeah. You, you know, I, I mean, yeah. really, you that, that glass breaking, dude, in that place, especially back during the Stone Cold era, 
the attitude era when Stone Cold was riding the highest he's you know was highest you could ride. Right. Holy shit, man. Yeah. I mean, like I said, when you can go back twenty years and watch this stuff on TV and still feel the energy coming out of your television, Absolutely. that that's a testament to it. Yeah. You know, and, and there's a few like that now. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say Brock Lesnar. Sure. Has has one of the best entrances. Right. Uh, as far as that goes, um, very few, very few anymore. Yeah, man. I mean, when I think of like I said, I don't watch a lot of modern wrestling anyway. But when I do, nothing. Once again, man, the 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 music seems generic, and some of the wrestlers seem generic. But that's for another discussion, man. That, right. You know, I don't want to get off on my soapbox too much yet. Now, let me ask you this, because I was curious about your opinions on this as well. Is there anybody that didn't use entrance music that you thought should have, or surprised that they did? Oh man, okay. Oh wow, that that's kind of going to stump me, man. Because the first thing I got to do. The laser trying to use music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he did, it, he should have. It was <laughs> the GoBots thing. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, Mike, that's a good question, brother. Um, uh, right off, man, I can't think of any, but I can tell you one person that did have intro music, and I did like the intro music, but I think would have been better off maybe without it. Okay, was Goldberg? Possibly. I don't know, man. I'm just kind of throwing it out there. The reason Ooh. I'm saying it because Goldberg was so. I, just I think straight to the point with things. You know, he just wore black tights. Right. You know, he, okay. I think he could have got away. But now his intro was badass, even though he was surrounded by cops. I, I never, I, whatever, whatever. I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker on the planet, but I got to have a security yeah. detail. Okay, what ifs? Uh, I, think, <laughs> I think the cops were there. Okay, we're recording again. Ladies and gentlemen. All right. <laughs> we had a technical issue. Um, come to find out my little recording machine that I have here actually has a time limit on it. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, but going back into that, um, yeah, I think the cops were there to keep Goldberg from, you know, passing by every door and smashing his head yes. into it, you know, between that and the lockers. And, and maybe to keep the fans safe, you know, because Eddie might just start going around headbutting people. Exactly. You know, but I always thought it took away from Goldberg's, you, you know, I, I having just, the cop, not, well, not the music itself, oh, yeah. just the cop. The music, uh, yeah, I think we, and don't get me wrong, man, I'm not hardcore about this thing, you know, I'm not like, nah, man, he didn't need the music, I I think he could have gotten by without it, but you know, Mike, at the same time, that era, man, I don't know if anybody could have. No, no, not then, not in that era. Not in that time. I, I don't think him coming out cold like that would have gotten him over as big, because there was that anticipation. The, yeah. Yes, it was a build-up, and, and the, the the music is iconic. Yes, it, it really is. It, it is. did become iconic, but I think the music was iconic because of Goldberg. Right. You, oh yeah. You know, and yeah. not the you other could, way around. You couldn't have one without the other. True. I don't think. Right. It was a whole presentation. Right. Right. It was a package, yes. man. It was. It was. But uh, I, I want you know to also on that same subject um, talk about wrestlers that didn't have theme songs right uh from the early era that you thought should have should have been. or would have been surprised that they didn't have right and mike you know your the the name you came up with surprised me because i was like oh, wait you're right and that person was magnum ta and, and yeah i never really realized that that he did not have intro music no he didn't not at all none and, and he was so over you know the russians didn't have any either and they could have come out to like the Russian national anthem, yeah. and you know, Baron, right. the Baron could have come out to some sort of, 
you know, classical type. I could see him coming out with some German type opera right. or something. Um, but you know, we talked a little bit about Paul Jones, right? You know, coming out with Rude and Bull. Rude and Bull with that, you know, and that was an era. Like I said, Dusty had his theme. Yes. Rock and Roll Express. Jimmy Valiant. Yes. Midnight's obviously. Midnight's obviously. Road Warriors. Yeah. All over, and you know, uh, Rick Rude and. Raging Bull had, you know, the Queen, We, we Will Rock You, which yeah. was badass. It was, it, it, and, and that's another I'll one that's... say it again. We said it last week. It was badass. That entire presentation. Yeah. And, and, you know, just to put over Rude and Bull a little bit more, their whole presentation was kind of simple. Right. It was, it was, it was We Will Rock You, which is, is his hands clapping and feet stomping. Oh, that's all that song <laughs> that's is. It. That's it. It's, ba- it's iconic. It was the march kick ass. Yes. And, and you had two guys who weren't all glitz and glamour. I mean, yeah. Raging Bull had his, you know, his robe. And, I mean, excuse me, Rude had his Rude. robe. and But the Raging Bull just came out like he always had. Leather vest? Yes, sir. The, the bandana? Fingerless gloves. Oh, man. Those fingerless gloves. <laughs> tell, you, tell you what, I had to buy a fingerless gloves. Oh, I did. Because Raging Bull had them. Oh, I did. Well, I had it was to, badass. Oh, I did. Well, I didn't buy them. I just took some <laughs> old gloves and cut the fingers. I got in trouble. <laughs> you know, dog. Goddamn, why are you cutting my, my, my gloves? You know, Dad, mad as hell. Well, I'm like the Raging Bull. Yeah, I'm going to show you a fly burrito. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, man, it was. And the, But the music, once again, man, the music just put it over it that much, that much more. Um, but, you know, man. You, 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 you talk about the fingerless gloves kind of up. I remember trying to make our own belts. Oh, dude, man. And I used up all the uh, tinfoil. Yes. And and the, the duct tape. Yeah. Oh, I did electrical. So, yeah. oh, dad, dad couldn't keep electrical tape, man. And, and God bless you. If you need a little man, if you need a little extra piece of cardboard, oh, you should have luck, man. God damn, I gotta have a faceplate, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like you said with the aluminum foil, but that was for the TV title. Yeah. <laughs> that was only for the TV oh, title. God, it'd be so bad. <laughs> <laughs> JC, see my electrical tape? No, no, hell, I'm still recuperating from the fucking gloves, man. <laughs> But but let's let's get let's talk a little bit more about the Magnum TA though, brother. I yeah, think uh, it was such a shock. Yeah, and you know, obviously the fans didn't get the the way I say fans, the puds didn't get to hear, you know, because we weren't recording anymore. Right. Yeah. Once again, who knew? You know, we're learning new shit every week. Of course, week, you popped in Laser Tron. You know, I get get my Laser Tron reference. La- laser Tron reference in there. <laughs> you know, man, I'm going to try to either bring up Laser Tron or Big Mama's titties in every show. <laughs> Because I, I want every show to be as epic as those right. as those things, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, hell, man, we could call this thing Titty Talk, the Big Mama Appreciation <laughs> Podcast, for all I care. Hell, I could come up with it. This week, we focus on the left titty. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Join us for our two-part episode. But, um, but you know, man, another... Uh, well, as we were talking about that off-air, you know, there were some other baby faces, like Ronnie Garvin, Barry Windham. Right. You know, they didn't have it either. They, they didn't not. And, you know, they, they just went in, you know, cold. It was serious. And it, yes. Yeah. And, and it amazes me, man, being, I can almost see some of the hills, like Baron, you know, the, the army. I can see them maybe not having it. Right. You know, because a lot of times music is to kind of pump up the crowd, you now, know. I want to say Jones used to, uh, almost like a uh, military-type march thing there towards the end with, uh, you know, so with the army. army. Yeah. I think you might be right, Mike, yeah. actually. You know, now you're saying that that's ringing a bell with me. I think, But it was some kind of like public domain yeah. type, yeah. you know, just no, a marching no, man. No, no right, right. right. 
Um, but let's see, what else did we go into, man? Um, you know, like I said, just talking about Maynum not having a, uh, Ronnie Garvin, Barry Wyndham, you know, some of these guys. Then Dusty yeah. obviously changing his music yeah. per, per week sometimes. Right. It, you know, honestly, yeah. man, he would come out to Bob Seger and Hank Jr. is the two I remembered. A couple of different Hank Jr. songs, you know, Born right. to Boogie and Judge a Book yeah. are the two that come to my yeah. mind, you know. Um, but, you know, man, you brought up, <laughs> talking to Ronnie Garvin, you, you know, you brought up Miss Atlanta Lively. <laughs> She may have had her own team. Was, I cannot remember. It's possible. It's very possible, but just as we said a little bit ago, I think that's a great place to end our conversation, man, because once you bring up Miss Atlanta Lively, you really can't go any further. You can't go any further from that. You're, you're pretty much over. Yep. But, you know, Mike, before we do sign off, uh, something I said that didn't get recorded and just something I do want to make sure is is heard and, and spoken and heard, just to reiterate what we spoke about at the very beginning of this podcast, once again, people, if you want to do this thing, or anything, Mike, I don't care, man. If you want to start a band, you're thinking about a business like you did, man. You know, right. you've done your own business, man. I know it started out hard as fuck it had to have, man. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, obviously, how could it not? But, you know, and even myself, I can look in the mirror as I say this and say this to myself as well, but do it. Do it. Man, if you want to do a podcast, do it. If do you it. need some help, call us up, man. Hit us up, man. We're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Can't We're you on iTunes. Off, you know, if you have any troubles, let us know. Let us know. we've gone through those. Oh, same, yes. Same troubles. Bro, this, I'm going to be honest with you, man. The first few weeks got downright frustrating for yeah. me. Uh, we're doing some of the post-production stuff. But now I'm getting my groove on it. I'm figuring some stuff out. Like, we have a time limit. I didn't know that. Now we do. Um, you know, just little things right. here and there that, that we would be more than happy to share yeah. with you. You know, it's like Mikey was saying, you cannot have too many voices out there. There's enough ears. We'd love to hear it. We want to hear it. We hear it, man. You know, I love listening, like I said, I love listening to Cornette, I love listening to Bruce Pritchard, I love listening to JJ's show. I just love hearing the experiences and everything about wrestling. Yes. I mean, that's, I love it. And, and Mike, I, I can't take, get enough of it. Not, me neither, man. And, I, and I'll take it a step further. You know, I'm a big Joe Rogan fan, you know, and I go to him because he covers all kinds of subject matter. Like we will do eventually, man. We're going to venture out of the pro wrestling stuff. We're going to talk a little bit about more, more pop culture things as we go. We, we're definitely going to emphasize pro wrestling, the old school press, because that's what we're into. But, you know, like I said, people, if it's something you're thinking about doing, and you're just kind of on the fence. I don't know. I may do it. I may not. Do it. Do it today. Do right. it right now, man. Yeah. If you're listening to my voice and Mikey's voice, and you're like, God, man, I wonder if I can do that. I wonder if me and my friend can do that. Do it. Does it have to be about wrestling? Fuck no, man. It could be about music. It could be about movies, man. It could be about LinkedIn. I would love yes. a LinkedIn. Yes. And I think me and you are probably going to get in some LinkedIn stuff, Absolutely. you know, about our hometown. I would love that. Like I said, I'm a huge music fan, you know. Mikey's a huge horror fan. I mean, I'm a huge horror fan. We... That's just the tip of the iceberg. Right. And, and like I said, people, you know, do it. It's fun, man. It's some of the most fun I've had. And and, and, and just elevate and empower others. You know, I think at the end of the day, if we have something, uh, uh, if, if we have like one of those little moral lessons at the end of G.I. Joe yeah. you used to do, I think today's lesson would be just empower each other, man. Oh. Don't hate, elevate. Elevate, elevate. Elevate, man. It's you know, a new day. It is a new day, man. And, and uh, speaking of new day. Yeah, that, 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 that's some good music too, you know. Um, but really, people, you know, help your neighbors, man. Um, you know, let's get a network going. Hell, let's get a million podcasts. Hell, let's just don't stop with one or two or three, man. Let's get a million. Yeah. Let's share these things. Let's get a network, people. Let's let's just empower and let's hear each other's voices, man. Talk let's it out. Talk it out, man. Let's have fun and and let's get your voices out there. Be creative, man. Be uh, 
just be you. Be the best you, yep. you can be. And if that means doing something like a podcast, if that means going out and picking up a guitar, you're 50 years old, fuck it, man. You're going to live to be at least damn 90. Yep. Hell, you got 40 years to learn to play that son of a bitch if not longer. Yeah. Do it, man. You want to open up a business? Do it. Do it. Do it, man. And if we can help, then my God, then then there, there's no greater payment than to be able to help somebody come up and see somebody get empowered and somebody raise up because they're only going to do the same thing for us. Exactly. You know, the more you empower, the more you raise people up, the more they do you. That's right. It's a cycle of positivity, and that's where we got to be, man. And, uh, you know, Mike, I guess on that note, brother, we can go ahead and start uh, thinking about wrapping this bad boy up for today. Once again, man, had a blast, as always. It's a big show. We could, we could probably talk about this for five hours. Yeah, I, you know, we could have made this a second. And we may do a second part we one could. day. We may, There we, may be a lot of stuff that we miss that we go back on. Yes, absolutely, man. And, uh, you know, once again, Puds out there, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll be back same pud time, same pud channel next well, week. The pud cave, and right here, coming to you live from the pud cave. Well, y'all, until next week, y'all have a good one. And not only that, David, I understand we're right at the end of our program. No, we have got to go. This has been a great event. There's some people out there that hate us for this.